Welcome back to 1010's Podcast with Michael, Adam, and Robbie. And uh, we've done a lot of things in the last week. Everybody went off and did their own event, basically. Robbie didn't do an event, but no, he, I he, he I, had an eventful weekend. I had a, I had a fucking <laughs> time, man. Homeowner things. Yeah, the perfect thing to do is uh, go work in the yard when it's a heat index that they tell you not to be outside. No. It was basically the worst weekend you could possibly imagine for the summer. Short of having some sort of apocalyptic blizzard, it was terrible in the Midwest. Absolutely awful. And it's only like the first weekend of July. Yeah. Yeah. 100 plus heat index. It's like the dead of heat of August a month early. Literally. Which is terrifying. What was the flooding? Temperature? Uh, I think 104. That's, that's what I remember, yes. When I was outside. This past weekend, yes. I would. I had three trees fall down. So then I went and bought a chainsaw. Got to do that. So yep. I started cutting them up. And this picture that we're showing on YouTube is literally just the small stuff. <laughs> I can't believe you got through all of that. I'm not done yet. Because when I had that tree limb fall and I had to cut that up, that sucked. Yeah. it took Just a limb. It took all Friday because I'd go until I felt like I was going to vomit. And I'm like, I've clearly pushed it too far. Yeah. Now then you have I, heat, then basically I go, heat stroke. Then I go sit down and drink water. And then I go back. And I was getting cramps because because I was so exhausted. Heat so I was cramps. Getting, or, uh, yeah. yeah, I was getting uh, calf cramps. And then also, I was getting Charlie horses on my arms because like uh, oh, from holding the chainsaw, from holding the chainsaw, holding the chainsaw, holding the chainsaw the plus grip I'm, and stuff, I'm super dehydrated. Yeah. Plus, I'm throwing sticks. So yeah, I was getting Charlie horses uh, uh, right before my elbow. Never had That's that happen super before. Fucked. That's when I knew it was too hot. Yeah, but I had too much shit to get done. So I did all day Saturday, all day Sunday, then all Monday night. Well, but, what what happened here basically is last weekend we had such bad storms, a bunch of trees fell down. Yep. Or the weekend before last. And then this last weekend, we had literally 10 inches of rain and everybody's basement flooded. Yep. And 100 degrees during the day. I mean, it's it's like the worst. Iowa sucks. It's like <laughs> it's the worst case right? scenario this is, possible. This is not standard Iowa, though. Not this It's bad. never this hot. And we don't, I mean, we get a lot of rain, but we don't get it. Not like that. Not like this. So... I think I think shit's changing. Like I hate to be that guy. Like right. I don't really care what your yeah. philosophy is yeah, on it. Yeah. But like, I was talking to because I, I work in now. roofing and plumbing, sort of. And one of the guys that I work with said, "I don't really care what your opinion is on this. It rains more in shorter amounts of time than it used to, and Absolutely. so we have to change the way that we drain commercial roofs." Oh, I'm sure. So it's just yeah. Like I don't want to say this is the new normal, but it's happening more frequently than it's it used cyclical, to. It's cyclical, I think. It's a weird, it's kind of a weird deal. Yeah, there's a picture of the Good Guys show, which I was at. I wasn't there that late, but that's yeah. basically the seven to ten inches of rainfall that occurred there. And, and that wasn't even, they didn't get as much rain there as it did by your place. Yeah, I don't think they got yeah, as much Yeah, the farther rain. north you go, the worse it got. Yeah. I don't even know what, what that car is. It's like a late 30s Ford, maybe? Business coupe or something. It's uh, craziness. Wet carpet. For sure, in that car. Oh, for yeah. those that aren't watching the YouTube, hopefully video. all of his electronics that he has aren't mounted underneath his seat like a lot of those hot rods are. Yeah, run, that run car's not going to start anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know what it looked like out there on uh, Sunday because that was Saturday when that picture was taken. Mm-hmm. But it's a bad crazy. deal. So Definitely crazy. a bad deal. But uh, anyway, we'll get into more of what we did uh, this weekend. Some more positive things later on the show. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Adam's opener presented by Factor Fabrication. All right. Uh, so this weekend, my sister 
who lives in, I think, North Carolina right now. <laughs> I don't know. She They just recently moved there. Her husband is becoming a fighter pilot. Yep. And yep. so he's in school or or somewhere along that training path. And I believe they're living in a on a, on a base in North Carolina now. They're getting a phone call right now. Maybe saying, it's I know it's one of the on, one of the Carolinas. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, apparently they live not that far away from a local drag strip. Okay. And so they decided to to take the trip because her husband has only been to an a like a top fuel event and he's he's relatively interested in what's going on there but so they decided well let's go watch some regular bracket racing and stuff like that and they got there and my sister sends me a text message she's like did you know they changed the minimum age for junior drag racing from eight years old to five years old that's pretty young five so now you can start racing juniors at five now is that competitively though Could, could you race younger than eight not competitively? Not to my understanding. Okay, so you now, had to be at least remember, eight years old. I'm 30, <laughs> and I did it when I was eight. Okay. Or 10, whatever. So, okay. like, I don't, you know. Remember for sure, maybe. Maybe, maybe not the, the foremost expert in the rules of the time. Okay. But I'm fairly certain that regardless of the situation, you needed to at least be eight years old to get in. And I know, and it is still this way, that at that point, you could only run a stock Briggs and Stratton, five horse Briggs and Stratton, which okay. would essentially give you roughly a 45 mile an hour pass. Okay. That is still the case. So I, I kind of started doing some digging and I Googled this because now I wanted to know. I was like, well, I mean, so that means I can get my kid in there three years earlier than I thought I could. Uh, so I did some Googling and I found, um, some of the entry level stuff for junior dragsters and junior carding or kid carding as it's apparently called. Apparently junior carding is more of the like teens, uh, like tweens to early teens, yeah, like, uh, like pre driver's license, like eight or nine to like fifteen, yeah, is okay. junior karting and kid karting apparently starts at five as well. <laughs> so if you're five years old, you have options for your race career. So you you about. could be drag racing or wheel to wheel go karting <laughs> at five. Wow. So uh, I googled this. I found both, or I found a couple of pages. Um, they kind of walk you through the starting. Apparently now, like I said, stock five horse Briggs and Stratton and drag racing, about a 45 mile an hour, eighth mile pass. Uh, they claim that you can get into it buying new parts for around the $5,000 mark. So you're, you're saying buying the whole... Buying a car and a motor. Chassis, motor. Buying the whole thing. Apparently it getting it in there around the $5,000 $5, mark. That's pretty good. brand new stuff, which is... Not bad. You can definitely find a used. Oh yeah, a used I, setup somewhere. We ran both the chassis that I had were used vehicles uh, when we bought them, and so obviously you can get into that much cheaper. Yep. Oh yeah, and uh, they they say now the highest speed you can or uh, times elapsed times in the eighth is seven ninety, which is about an eighty five mile an hour pass. Oh. That's top, like when you're 16. Okay. Because it's it's uh, tiered. The older you get, the faster Faster you're allowed to go. Mm -hmm. And right now they're saying that those cars at that top level are running like 790s at at 85 miles an hour. Huh. Which is hauling ass. That's pretty quick for... 790s are a pretty quick street car. Yeah. So I think like a a mid-10 is roughly like a high 6. So I would guess that's somewhere between like a 11 or 12 second quarter mile pass if you could run it out that distance. Right, right, right. 
So that's not slow. No. Which is pretty cool. So you have a two-year-old? I have a two-year-old. In three years, would you let him be in a junior director? <sighs> I think... <laughs> less less than three years. Even. So here's how... I feel like if if I was going, going to say you can do go-karting or junior drag racing because those are your two options at five, I would feel more comfortable putting him in a drag car than a go-kart. Right. Yeah, that makes To start sense. with. I would... He's just got to like, go straight. Just go straight. Yeah, and hit, all he has hit to the do brakes. Is, is, yeah, go straight and then not die at the other we'll end. Work on like the light. Has, right. And all you have to do is make sure you stay between the rail and that line in the middle. Yep. There's no turning. There's no dive bombing corners. There's no other people out there with you. Like, I don't have to worry about, you know, even let's say my son is some kind of racing savant. I still, at least I don't have to worry about other people's children being stupid. Yep or mine even, but so I feel like that's the safer option, even though that's the one I would, uh, to my father's great disappointment. Yeah. Prefer less. I'm with you. I would rather him do go-karting, but nothing says he couldn't do go-karting at like six or seven. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and I I think that that age is the same spot to start for autocross SCCA junior kart. So you wouldn't necessarily have to go to like a karting event. So no, I I could I could buy that car and and take him to our local autocrosses and he could be excuse me, he could be ripping around. Right. So I feel like that's probably the best move. But the problem is that um for junior carts, like the the course design has to be more strict. The distances increase to to immovable objects, mm-hmm. curbs, sure. lights, stuff yep, like yep. that. I know it's like fifty feet for normal. If they know they're gonna have junior carts, I think that number has to be larger. I don't know how big. Uh, I also know that there has to be a separate safety steward that's gone through a separate class. And uh, oh right, yep, yeah, and and there has to be a bunch of extra little things that not only. Do I kind of feel like being that guy if I was doing that? Like if I'm the only person that shows up with a junior cart and yeah, my yeah. little kid, I'm now I'm that guy that the club has to make all these special concessions just for me, yep. which, you know, I'm sure most of the time they would happily do it because that's just, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the well, way. I'm sure it's pretty minor stuff. Right. So the other thing that I've seen when I've read, because, you know, every time I see this come up on the internet, like on a Facebook post or something, I'll read it and just try and, because I... It, I'm concerned about it in the future. Uh, a lot of people say that who, you don't want the parent of the kid to also be the safety steward as the parent, because um, like if you are that guy, you have enough on your plate trying to keep that kid running yep. and all that stuff. You can't, it's too much to ask of that person to be the safety steward and the parent. So now you need a separate safety so steward then you gotta, just for your kid. And it's hard enough finding safety, stu- at least, you know, in, in our smaller local regions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard enough just finding enough people to do safety steward for the general event. Right, right. And so it it poses some, some logistical dif- difficulties. Sure. But five years old. It seems really young. It seems super young. Like too young. I think... I got my off-road go-kart when I was six, and I for sure crashed that pretty hard, and that was not fun. <laughs> I can't remember how old yeah. I was when I got a dirt bike. Yeah, I can't remember I either, like, but I feel like, like I was older I was, than five. I feel like Quite I was in the six to eight-year-old range as well 
for my my little Honda Trail 50. All I don't know. And I also crashed that pretty badly. Quite severely. Of course uh-huh. at the time it probably wasn't that big a crash, but uh, you're 6 and it feels like I flew for measurable feet over oh. the handlebars. Okay, yeah. never mind. You crashed it pretty good. Yeah, huh? so in, when we lived in Oklahoma, so I was seven or eight years old when we lived in Oklahoma, so right and around in that age that I got it, we had these like planters, these big planters yep. out in the middle that were built into the ground. They weren't going anywhere. Previous homeowner, obviously my family didn't do flowers <laughs> and landscaping, but uh, I was coming down the hill in front of the house and smashed into one of those, and... I, Memory serves me correctly. They were five to six feet in diameter, and I cleared it. The bike stopped. <laughs> wow. So it might be a little bit amplified in my head. But it but wasn't good? I hurt my neck pretty badly. I'm sure you I'm did. And sure. it was years before I was willing to get back on it. I you know? understand that. When I crashed the go-kart, I came back to it. But when I crashed the mini bike and lit- like had the wind knocked out of me in a way I've never yeah. had the wind yeah. knocked out of me before. Absolutely. I was not real big on that for a long time until <laughs> I crashed the motorcycle. What's funny yeah. to me <laughs> is that um a lot of people like those Honda Trail fifties, that's those little bikes, that's their starter platform. Yeah, that's that's why they're addicted to motorcycles now. That's that's where mm-hmm. they get in that's where they get that bug. Yeah. For me it was the complete opposite. Oh, really? This is why I don't like motorcycles. <laughs> it might be that there's more people that don't like motorcycles because of Honda Trail 50s. They just don't talk about it because they don't have, you that, know. That they don't might have, be the case. They never bought know. a Harley Davidson. They never that's bought a, you know, a, a Gixxer or whatever. And you just don't right. hear about it well, unless fair. you asked them. That's fair. Yeah, so I, I wrecked the, my uh, Yamaha and was on it as soon as I could. But then, yeah, when I wrecked the Buell. Mm-mm. Never, right. I yeah. I, never was on it again. When I Yeah, when I wrecked the Katana... I wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't that weirded out about it. I just didn't have the opportunity to get back on a motorcycle and I wasn't motivated to fix that one. Right. So I, I when somebody's like, hey, do you want to ride my bike? I was like, nah, not really. And they're like, yeah, you should probably ride it. And I was like, okay, yeah. fine. So I took it around the block and then went, yeah, no, I'm over this. I don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> but like at the age you wrecked that, you're old enough to understand the risk and accept yeah. it. Yep. And so it's a little different. Like eight year old me didn't understand that I could pretty relatively easily get hurt pretty badly yeah i really understand my my parents always always required a helmet and stuff like that and and you know but still yeah see i'm with you mine required it It doesn't mean i wore it no i was always in it's 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 there i know where i know where my helmet is yeah it's not on my head but i know where it is no i always wore mine on the motorcycle at least no No. i'm just right now i can picture is when my sister first tried the, the the mini bike you know Got her on the bike at the end of the driveway, and just like, okay, there's no clutch. It's a little, you just, you, you just know, go. You, you, yeah. The, yeah. You hold, yeah. The further you pull the throttle, the, the faster, the faster you go. it goes. And you, you know, set her in first gear, and you just go. She pegs it, just <laughs> Gone. straight down the driveway, across the street, and right into the evergreen. I never yeah. understood. Never was on a bike again. I never understood how people get on motorcycles and they. They do that. They seem to forget. They, can't, they just goose They can't, it. like, they won't let go no. of it. They're, at that point, they're, like, clinging on for dear life, yep. but it's op- it's full throttle. Yep. But you see those videos, and I'm like, how, why didn't you, okay, <laughs> whatever. It's too late now. Problem solved if you let go. Or, or just roll your, roll your wrist forward, yep. you know? Yeah. yeah. No brakes. Or let go nothing, and grab just it Just right into the tree. A couple of weeks ago, last time I was home, uh, back at my parents, we drug my, my old Honda Trail 50 out. Yep. And... You know, I'll, I'll, every once in a while, I'll just take it out and, and just ride around, make sure it still runs and stuff like that. And actually, Josh Fettis has it right now. We're going to use it as a pit bike for the for the champ car race we're doing 
now it's good use for next it. weekend yeah. when this show comes out, I'll be in a champ car race. Oh yeah. Um, or no, that's the week after. Sorry, it's two weeks from now. Two weeks. But um, uh, I'm just driving around, you know, and my kid's like losing his mind. Because he's excited. Right, yeah. And so I picked him up and put him on the seat between me and, and just putted around at like five miles an hour with fifth gear. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> I thought right, he, first, first gear. Sorry. Doesn't he have a little, or is it a car? He's got a little Power Wheels. We have a Lightning McQueen Power Wheels. Okay. And he's kind of terrified of it. I can't. He loves pushing the buttons because it has like dash buttons and it says all of Lightning McQueen's, you know, taglines, ka-chow and stuff like that. But he pushed the gas pedal once and it he won't get in it. He just stands outside of it. <laughs> Presses the button. And he pushed the gas pedal and it lurched forward and now I can't, <laughs> can't, I get, him can't in it. get him in it. He doesn't understand what's going on there. So it's still a work in progress, unfortunately. Yeah, he'll figure it out though. Yeah. That'll be fine. But like you take him outside the first thing he does is he runs over to a car door and he tries to open the, the driver's side door. And if you open that for him, he'll just get in it and just rip at the wheel. Just sits there and yanks back and forth on it and pushes all the buttons. And, and I mean, he wants to drive. He's going to have to get used to his Lightning McQueen car. I know I'm trying, man, but he's just, <laughs> he not, just hates it. not there yet. Hmm. He's a little, a little skittish. Time. Probably not bad. So, thing. no. He was, It'll pr- he'll probably go from being skittish to like, Jumping it over ramps, and, right? You yeah, know what I mean? like, like within to a ramp week, it off the curb, like within a blown. week, it'll it'll go from I'm not touching that thing to I'll never get him out of it. Full blown jackass, and, yeah. You know, the minute he the realizes what it is and how it works and how much fun it is, I'll never get him back out of it again. Yeah, yep. probably not. It's exactly what's going to happen. I just have to get there. So maybe you should enjoy this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to. I already have the little mini cones and everything we're gonna learn how to slalom and do oh, perfect it's it's gonna be a deal man i'm excited for it you got enough driveway for him he should be yeah able to absolutely although right now it. it's full of broken down cars but we're gonna figure it out we'll go to the park it. yeah there's parks in nevada apparently we lost the title of the focus which is super <sighs> so i can't get a guy to come pick it up so hopefully that problem will be fixed everybody always says like ah oh, it's not a big deal you sure. just go get another one which i don't think it's that 25 that is bucks it is literally is it? you just go get another one but it's 25 bucks What's really annoying is the junking certificate is free, but you have to have a title for it. Yes. And it's probably not up to date now because it's been sitting. Oh, registration, registration they don't care about. They don't care about registering. Oh, for junking it? They just, for junking it, they, they don't, don't care. care about that? Okay. No. No. But So apparently you can get what's called a junking certificate. I learned about this yesterday. <laughs> okay. You can get a junking certificate from the DMV. And what that literally is is you take your title. Yep. And you go in and you give them your title. Swap them. And they give you a junking certificate and that car can never be registered again. It's over. But when I called the junkyard, he said, I'll take, it has to have either a title or a junking certificate. Because I was like, I have a registration. It has the name of the owner of the car on it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can assure you that this car is this person's. I just don't have a title for it. He said, no, I can't take that. Hmm. So I, guess and I was like, oh, well, I'll just get the junking certificate. No, you got to have a title to get the junking certificate. Dang it. Paperwork, so, man. Yeah. So I'll it's just get that, the title. It's in that safe spot. You told yourself you would remember it was. Yeah. Well, that safe spot has been very Long well gone. hidden because I've <laughs> tore that house apart looking for it and I can't find it. I don't even know that it ever made it to my house because, I mean, it was technically Katie's, so her mom... Oh, her yeah. mom. It, could, it was at her mom's bank, the loan, and so it could, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Dang. 
It's better just to get another one. Yeah. So 25. what do you have to do to prove that you are who you say you are to get the title? I don't know. You don't know for sure. I guess we'll find That's out. That's always a weird thing. Cause like I've seen, you know, when we were looking at muscle cars and stuff to restore when I was a kid, it yep. was like, Oh, I got this, but there's no title. So it's like, Okay, like now what do I do? Yeah. Who owns it? Do you own it? Or does somebody else own it? it technically? Or My understanding in the state of Iowa is they they run a VIN check to make sure it's never been registered or stolen. stolen. And then you If it's never been reported stolen, they just give you a title. Maybe it's not that big a deal then. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. More on that next week. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Is that it for your opener? Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, check out factorfabrication.com. Our buddies Booney and Max. Um Whipping up some rad stuff over there. Great fabricators, commercial, residential stuff. They've got some products on their website. Um, I know they're very busy now. They were doing a home show, and uh, yeah, they're just generally very busy, which is good. It's good to hear. Booney and crew are busy. It's the way to be. It is the way to be. So, not too busy, though. Yeah, I think he's too busy. <laughs> it's a tough spot to be. It's uh, Everybody wants stuff done, though, because it's summer. Like, people want to do projects, and they want railings, and et cetera, et cetera, you know? Right. A lot of building going on commercial-wise, too. So yeah. that's the way it goes, though. We'll be bitching about it when it's negative 20 degrees. And yeah. You're like, oh, God, I wish it was warmer outside. So enjoy it while you can. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, so anyway, many, many things that we did this past weekend. Um, everybody kind of went off and did their own thing. Yeah. Um, arguably most exciting Adam went to Grid Life Autobahn, which was a different Round experience. Three. Different experience than what we've had previously. Yeah, so we've never been to a grid, uh, grid Life that wasn't a festival. None of yes. us. Yes. No, none of and us. And we haven't been to Atlanta. We've just been to the one. Right. So we've just been to Gingerman Festival. So, uh, so I got to kind of experience track battle, which honestly I think I might... I think I could make the argument for being better than festival, honestly, okay. but that's neither. First of all, I want to start with the facility because that facility is a really unique. It's the, it's a country club. Yep. Like normally you have members who pay dues just like you would to a golf course. And then they have what appears to me to be essentially free reign of tracks there are two tracks there a north course and a south course that can be configured to be a full course which is seriously long robbie's got some pictures of the different configurations there the south course is apparently the primary course for events okay so like there's been a couple of other time attack uh functions that have been held there uh global time attack the now defunct red line time attack, uh, NASA and SCCA have both been there in the past. Generally they're on South course. It's a little bit longer than North course. Um, it's fun. I got to ride, uh, with two guys, um, both listeners, Matt and Josh. Uh, one of them is a spec fit. Oh, nice. So all of 89 horsepower, just ripping around. And, uh, Josh is in a C seven Corvette. Which way different, which is interesting, really fast. It's a well, so what's funny is they kind of break in the same spot, it's much more, it just happens very it's fast. Just that Josh's will reconfigure your face, <laughs> and Matt's just kind of feels like you're out for a Sunday cruise. But oh man, that C7 <laughs> is something else, dude. Yeah, that's I'm, a it's a car, it's just the regular LT1. So that is a yeah, a base model. Yep, um, or maybe not a base model. But well, a, yeah, it's, a, it's. I think it's got the Z fifty one package, but yeah. it's not a Z or a Grand Sport. Okay, fair enough. So, um, 
Yeah. It's it's worth the it's a deal. It's I mean relatively speaking, it's not an expensive car. No, compared and, to some and, other uh, things for, that yeah, you can buy. What you get for yeah, it. and and you know, I mean for the speed that that car can do, the the running costs have got to be quite reasonable. Yeah, I would say so. Because I don't think that it has like a carbon brake package on it or anything like that, so the brake pads aren't crazy. Right. He runs smaller than factory diameter wheels. Okay, so he can um, get cheaper tires. And well, I, I think that there's some classing rules that he had to do or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what what the whole reasoning for was. Maybe it is purely just cheap tires. It does look kind of funny mm-hmm. because it's still a lot like of sidewall. Well, no, uh, it it looks kind of like it's monster trucking because the oh. the wheel and tire package is so much smaller than factory the wheel opening. Yeah, and so it kind of looks goofy. Hmm. But I mean, clearly it works for him. So he set a course record on South. And uh, he very commandingly took uh, course records at at Gingerman, so it's working for him. Whatever. How do you do in the battle? Uh, they didn't. They just. So I think he ended up. So that they had. He's in street class, street yep. rule drive. Um, they ended up the the positions that they gave guys apparently were miscalculated, and they found that after. I found out that like on Monday. So they had him as second place. I think he ended up third. Okay. Mm. Actually. He's been doing good though. He has been doing very well. I'm not sure where he's at standing wise, if he's still winning or not. If he's not, he's very close to it. So, um, but anyway, the, the venue, uh, first of all, there's a bunch of like shops and stuff around it. Like okay. uh, like racing shops and rich guy hangout pads, and apparently if you want to buy a radical in the Midwest, that's where you got to go, because there's a a radical shop there. It's like right across the street. No, it's in, in the, the compound. Facility. It's in the facility. <laughs> like there's awesome. that's a, there's a radical dealer there. Wow. Like a, the service shop and dealership yep, says mid, like radical something Midwest something on the side of the building, Damn. right as you drive in. Hmm. And uh, it's also apparently Audi and BMW host functions there. So um, North Course, the timing tower, the second floor, is like got this Audi executive lounge. Okay. And uh, it's got these big captain's chairs that you can sit in. They're super uncomfortable and they're more like they look pretty, but they're, they're you know not functional. And then there's a the whole one wall of it is, has a picture of an R8 on it, and it's got a bunch of like their R or R line cars logos, the TTRS, the RS7, stuff like that, hmm. on the wall and stuff. And the whole all the signs telling you where to go are all Audi branded, and and the whole nine yards. And then there's like twelve or thirteen. BMWs there that were lined up in a row uh, that had manufacturer's plates on them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's a thing they run there, too. There was like an i8, an i4. Is that what it is? An i4? The little I3. one? i3. i3. Yeah. i3. And then a bunch of their other cars. And then I think, Robbie's got a picture of it here in front of their their actual main um, um, clubhouse. clubhouse. That's the word. Uh this lineup of cars, I think that those are owned by the like country, country club. club. And there's like a TTRS there. There's a, an ATS and a CTSV. There's a McLaren at the end of the row. There's 
like all kinds of crazy stuff there. Hmm. So that stuff you would have access to, right? At and some I, level I think, of membership. I think most of the time that you're there, it's supercar owners going like four tenths around that track. Hmm. I think is a majority of the people that spend their time there. Apparently, the food inside of that country club court or uh, clubhouse is bomb. I believe that. Apparently, there's there's. I heard some people talking about these little steak cubes and shrimp then in there that are apparently real good. So you, I, you didn't I, have any? I never got a chance to go in there. No. I can tell you uh, how they can afford that if you would like so to I, know. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> the numbers I was given, and I don't know if they're true or not, so you can confirm. I'm going to tell you right now. If uh, it's true or not. I heard that it was ten thousand dollars to enter and five grand a year after that. <laughs> That's low. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what's their website? Yeah, yeah. So the website it? says the initiation fee is forty thousand oh. dollars, and the annual dues were you were pretty close fifty two fifty. Okay. The, yeah, so if you had a decent fifty two fifty seems like a really random number, but okay. Maybe it went up five percent this year. Yeah, Maybe it was you know the five four, grand the, last the year. Forty thousand dollars. So. Forty grand that, to enter. The, the, the getting in the door price. That, yeah, that's rough. Country that, club members in good standing enjoy a refund of twenty percent of the current initiation fee at the time of termination. Oh, you're so you get <laughs> eight grand that's, back. Like. <laughs> Just if keep you quit, <laughs> that, yeah, if you're in good standing, if you're in good standing, yeah, they probably come up with some reason to, yeah, yeah. It's like getting your deposit your back money. on your apartment. Good luck yeah. with that. Yeah, thirteen months rent. So that's uh, a lot of money. When we were racing north and south course, uh, if we were on north, it was open for members on south and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So like sure. all day long, there were people out there like in Spec Racer Fords and Spec Miatas, and there was a. Uh, like an ND Miata cup car out there. And there were a couple of open wheel, like I'm guessing like formula two thousands, formula Mazdas, something like that. Yep. that were running all day. I mean, it looked like there are some pretty serious cars out there too, but there are also a lot of like real rich people in their supercars. I saw an NSX just like putting around out there. <laughs> I think, I think that might be the one of their cars that NSX. Cause it was in that lineup the whole time we were yeah. there. But, uh, yeah, it's a deal. I suppose when you don't like golf and you have a shit ton of money. Also, it's gorgeous. The facility. I believe that. It's so, so nice. Like a country club. So good, dude. Uh, you know, my only track experiences are Gingerman and RPM. Yeah. Which are club level tracks. They're not anything crazy. They're they're not the worst there's nothing, facilities. There's nothing wrong there's with not, them. I mean... Neither one of them, the, the bathroom, I mean, they're real bathrooms. They're not just holes dug in the ground with a building stuck on the top right. of it. But that one was air-conditioned. Like clean tile floor. Clean, super nice. <laughs> just just so good, dude. And the showers, money. That would have been nice. Great places. Uh, yeah. Tower, yeah, considering the, the the shower that I used at Gridlife Midwest looked like somebody had been murdered in it. So. Right, yeah. Mine smelled and like it, somebody had been murdered in it. It <laughs> brings you back to your days of, like, gym high school class. Uh, and, yeah. You know, community showers, that was not the situation here. And also, timing towers are air-conditioned, which was money this weekend. Oh, my gosh. So good. Perfect. So good this weekend. Uh, yeah, it's a cool place. It's a very cool place. They have a cart track there and a skid pad there as well. It looked to me like they did some autocrossing. I know they do some drifting. Nice. Uh, I believe looked to me like the cart track was open to the public. Okay. I don't even want to know what that costs. 
all the money. But uh, yeah, it's a cool place. If I had the money and I was local, I, you know, I kept bug- bugging Jabay. I was like, dude, why don't why don't you have like, come on, man. Yeah, what the heck? And his response was, I don't have this kind of money. But we all know that's not true. Yeah, everyone else, Jabay's got all the money. Yeah, absolutely. It's like thirty cars. Yeah, like how do you have that many cars with no money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was cool. Um, so a couple of the cars that were there, or there were a few cars that were there that we didn't get to see at festival that were really cool. The first one I really want to talk about, uh, defined performance had their RX seven out there. It's a green and black car. So cool. Um, it's a four rotor and it legitimately is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It is such a cool sound. I've been stalking them on Facebook or Instagram such for a, a while cool now. sound. And that car could take top honors at any car show in the country. It's perfect. As it should. The interior is all carbon fiber. It wins. Uh, Giant center lock T37s. The body kit on it, I don't know if it's a replica or if it's genuine, but it looks like like an old JGTC race car. Uh, It sounds great. It's very quick. It's super epic. It's the greatest thing in the world. I love it. It's even green, and you still love it. I, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's, so good. that's, that's just that. to show you how it's much he's so into good. this car. It's so good. So, um, yeah, I don't even know what times he was doing. He was not. Doesn't matter. It's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so apparently that the car because four rotor naturally aspirated. Yep. Um, it's like a twelve thousand dollar crank. Oh, I'm sure something Ford stupid. something or other. Yeah, something stupid. Billet. Excuse me, uh, but. <laughs> Um, the car apparently is very difficult to run like and he has running? like a, he has like a low, a mid and a high power tune and he runs it most of the time on his mid power tune. Cause the max power requires like a change in injectors and, and oh, a whole man. bunch of other things. And it runs a fuel that is just not really an affordable thing. So he was only running like a, like a 480 or so horsepower tune, which sounds like a lot of horsepower until you realize that, uh, RS racing's Evo makes like seven. It's a little bit more. Yeah. So, and you know, there's a lot of like supercharged, uh, vets and a Viper and stuff like that, you know, and all those cars like from the factory make that or more. Mm -hmm. So, uh, still a really, really impressive car. Very fast, very wide, very cool. And I just can't say enough about how great it sounds. Best in show. So good. Uh, Another car that was interesting there that we didn't get to see at Midwest. um, Somebody was there on a Fiat X19. I did see some pictures of this. That is K-swapped. Yes. And very angry. Is that this thing? It's gold. Yes. That guy right there. There's also an engine bay shot for you, Robbie. Um, All arrowed out. Pretty crazy. Uh, not the fastest car in the world by any stretch, but was still super cool to see. So, uh, I thought Michael in particular. Would I can't remember uh, that because if it's Midwest Bayless or who it is that runs this car, I don't. I don't remember. I know it's an older gentleman. Yeah, he might own a company that does stuff with. And he had X1, a very large amount of problems with his transponder, so uh, him and timing got to be very 
intimately acquainted because he was spending a lot of time up there trying Angrily, to figure out. Or yeah, he was a pretty good sport about it, it for the most happen. part. But uh, he spent a lot of time in Timing Tower trying to figure out why his transponders were not showing up. Like multiple transponders, multiple times, Damn. just having a lot of trouble. That's frustrating. Shit happens. Yeah. So. Oh, by the way, Jabay probably knows by now, but all the people that were at Midwest were getting all of your text updates. Oh, really? Yep. I kind of wondered if that was the case. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> so I was at Good Guys getting Grid Life text updates. If you text stop to that, it'll I, go yeah, away. I figured I I text unsubscribe and it stopped. But yeah. I was like, I wonder how long this will happen for. And I, so I left it most of the day, and I kept getting updates from people like, I actually got one that said JB report to the the timing yeah. tower because your your so, transponder's not working. I was like. No, it wasn't what just a transponder. Hell? He showed up with uh, with the Subi Speed Subaru. Yeah, right. And he was registered as a Lamborghini Performante. Oh. And so everyone was, he was like, well, it's got the right number. And I was like, no, it's him. Trust me. I know the guy. That's his car. Same guy. Same class, actually, turns oh, out. Oh, really? Like a, a very heavily modified Subaru and a bone stock Performante because the tire rules end up in the same class anyway. Jeez. But Well, it kind of makes sense, though, because he was, he was against that red supercharged Corvette. Yep. And that thing was beating up that Performante. So yeah. it's not like yeah. out of the realm of no. consideration that yeah, it's a, it's a, a track Subaru mod. could be as fast. It's a track a, mod yeah. class. And and the reason that that Performante is there is, is tire size. So, but yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. So yeah, I was getting all those. You, you must not have signed up for the text. I never updates. signed up for those. I signed up. Well, it was kind of helpful because they'd tell you what helpful. was ha- happening next or if there were changes. Yeah, yeah, schedule changes and stuff like that. Nah, I just like flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, that's okay. Well, you didn't care anyway because you just wanted to stand on the wall and take pictures of whatever car came by. That's so. true. I you didn't were, you, you weren't care. even looking at your phone. You didn't <laughs> didn't matter. You went all day without looking at it. it he, found one, so, yeah. he found one place that he knew his camera worked well, and he was going to sit there oh, whether it was drifting or time attack or HPD. So I'm sure there were at least a couple thousand people that They'll probably had no idea what was going on and why they were getting text messages. Is so, what it is. That'll be fine. It's... I mean, there's really nothing you can do about it. No, I don't know. Because they're not going to have different numbers for each event. That's not. No, if there's a way to like. Because you have to pay everybody off of there. I don't. I wouldn't think that there probably is. There's a database of those phone numbers. There's got to be a way to like purge. Yeah. Purge everybody. I started getting them right away and I thought, well, I was like, I wonder if like Jabay added me to this because he asked for some of that stuff or if this is still. over from the first one. Yeah. Because he, I had to have. He had to have my phone number, my email address, and stuff for the for the staff listing. And I kind of wondered if like I had been added back to that again, or if it was still from festival. And that now confirms it was from it. festival. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh well, it is what it is. Yep. So, uh, top honors this weekend went to RS Motors and their uh, their um, Evo. So that car. We saw a grid life last year. That was mm-hmm. the one that used to be uh, covered in grid life livery. Yep. Uh, it's a whole new arrow kit and stuff like that. And so that's why it's not that color or that scheme anymore. Um, he beat out any previous lap record from any previous um, sanctioning body. Oh. That is currently the fastest production car to lap that track. Uh, South course minute twenty nine nine, which is like a second and a half, I think, quicker than the previous record, record that he himself held anyway. Wow! Uh, for grid life and about a second faster than um, the previous overall record, which was GST Racing uh, Westvale in a 
very, very wild Subaru that's like literally chopped, like the top has been chopped and stuff like <laughs> that to like lower its frontals area. And, and it's one of the fastest cars in the country. And, and, uh, so being able to take that, this is the first outing of that car after it had some pretty serious reworking, uh, new turbo kit, moved a bunch of stuff, all kinds of different things. And, uh, they kept blowing boost pipes and stuff like that and having lots of troubles. And I would be shocked if there's not a lot more left on the table in that car. So, um, that car is stupid. Cool. I'm not even that big of an Evo guy. That car's really cool though. The, exhaust comes out of where one of the headlights used to be. So if you look at the front of the car, which I think I have a picture of in there somewhere, um, one side is an intake, one headlight is an intake mm-hmm. and the other side headlight is an exhaust pipe. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So there, kind yeah, of there's exhaust. There. Yeah. So, uh, very cool. Very neat little car. That's wild. Yeah. I can't wait to see that car as they, as they kind of fine tune its current state and, I'm sure it'll only go faster. Sure. Definitely. So, Absolutely. It won Super Lab Battle last year. Uh, that that lap has since been eclipsed significantly by uh, Will Young Young's Civic. But uh, we'll see We'll see how the rest of the year goes for him. It's a very cool build. Yes, it is. So, And they're not that wildly f- – I mean, they're Minnesotans. They're not – in the grand scheme of things, you could almost call them locals for us. Well, at least we know they're nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, cool stuff. Yep. Anything else to report from there? Uh, what did you do while you were there? So I did. I tried to do announcing, but the uh, the PA system didn't work at all from South Tower because the receiver is in the North Tower, oh. and if I was, I could only stand in the tower. I could only stand in one spot to make it work, and even then, it only worked some of the time. So I had to go downstairs and go outside and stay in the middle of paddock and so i ended up only just making calls for run groups oh, gotcha. on saturday because that's all i could do mm-hmm. and then on sunday um i probably could have done more but i was kind of running around like just experiencing things and and jabe is always moving and he's never standing still and it's really hard to announce solo yeah i believe that you know, especially with time attack, because there's not a lot happening. As much as I love it, it's very hard. Like, because it's hard to commentate. Yeah, you're not. And uh, the both track configurations, you can really only see maybe half of the track, mm. even from the tower. So it's very hard to commentate on it. So you know, I would announce anybody who's breaking records and stuff like that. And I still did what I could to like call people to grid and stuff like that, and tried to have as much fun with that as I could. Uh, it took me a little while to feel okay doing it. I felt yeah. really weird Saturday because that's just the way I am about it, you know. And like, everyone's like, "Who the fuck is yeah, this?" Yeah, because I'm just some <laughs> random dude, you know. Like, where's Austin? You know, that was kind of what I was worried about. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, slept in my minivan. Nice. Yeah, that actually turned out to be a real miserable night. Is it waterproof? 120 degrees. I don't know, but it's certainly uh an incubator. I I would imagine it's probably <laughs> terrible. So um, I don't I don't have an air mattress or a pump for my air mattress, and I didn't yes. realize I forgot all about that till like one o'clock in the morning when I was getting ready to go to bed, and most everybody else there had gone to bed, and I was just like, 
how bad can it be, right? I'll just yeah. I'll just lay down in the back of the minivan. People and, sleep in and, cars all yeah, the time. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fine. And it was like one of the worst nights of sleep in my life because it was probably 90 degrees in the van. I just laid on top of my sleeping bag and just went to sleep. <laughs> Did or you just, actually fall asleep? Just laid there and slept. Yeah, I, I slept more than I actually thought I would, to be If I was sweating that much, I don't know if that would have been a thing. I was very tired. It's amazing what heat can take out of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. You know what I I mean? I'm with you. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of people uh, Sunday morning that were like Chicago locals who had gone home and showed up Sunday morning late because they went to bed and just didn't wake up again. Jeez. You know? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. be there two hours. Yeah, exactly. So. No, I get you. It was was fun, though. It's a good weekend. It's not a good event blast. It is a lot of fun. I really would like to actually have a car there someday. Just because, you know, that adds to it. But it was a lot of... I was talking with a couple of guys that were doing the working stuff like that who have had cars at at events like this before. And they're like, it's kind of hard to say which is actually more fun because this is way less stressful. I can see that. You know, you're just there to hang out and enjoy it and take it all in. And you're there with friends and you're doing whatever. But your car's not the one getting broken. You know, you're just hanging out. And it's almost arguably better. I could see that. Yep. <laughs> Given your guys' last weekends. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, we can talk about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so. Robbie, why don't you talk about your transmission debacle? Uh, all right. So, we can kind of bring up pictures as we do this. So, pulled it apart. What was it? Uh, the week before last. So, I, yeah, headed out. Sorry, I'm in the wrong group. So, pulled it out. And then last weekend, the storm came and thought that I needed to have all my trees on the ground. So, <laughs> so that slowed you down a little bit, basically. Just a lot of it. Homeownership, man. That sucks. Yeah, because I wanted to play Lumberjack for three days. Lumberjack fits you, though, Robbie. Thank you. It was, it really I'm sure does. it was fun for like 30 minutes, and then no. it was like, you know what? <laughs> no. It was 100 asshole degrees, <laughs> and then... It would have been fun in the I mean, I got, I got to use the pick up truck and fill it with logs, and then after I'd filled it once, I'm like, well, hardly made a dent. God, Robbie, wash your truck. I did actually after this because <laughs> I spilled uh, bar oil all over it. Oh, no. Because I, fi- I filled the chainsaw with bar oil and right, gas and then right. put the gas cap on. It's like, all right, well, let's flip it over and start it. And then <laughs> bar oil went everywhere. Everywhere, all over the, yeah. t- all over the oh, tailgate. No. But then, then the neighbors are bitching because I have a metric fuck ton of trees in my backyard and I'm just burning it, just throwing it into the bonfire. You're for, in for the two middle days. of nowhere. What's wrong with that? So apparently it was going. Up the hill, over my house, into their backyard while they're trying to like lay out and swim and shit. Fuck them. And they're like, oh, I wish you stopped burning the wet stuff. And I'm just like throwing shit into The me. wet stuff? Literally everything's wet right now. It had been raining. Fuck them, dude. Heavily. It's, it's but, fucking, you live in the middle of nowhere. That's what I thought. I was like, I should be able to burn tires out here. <laughs> oh, maybe not that, but it's, <laughs> it's not it's, carried away. It's just regular tree wood. It's not like you're out there burning, yep. you know, treated boards or anything no yeah, it, it's it, not, it was, nauseous it was, fumes it was yeah nothing. it's not dangerous yeah then the, other, then the other neighbor came over i was like oh god now what and he's like carrying his chainsaw i'm like oh he came to help Don, buddy i like you then he was cutting out the other tree that technically was mine but it was on part of his yard he just took care of it so oh, i had guy. lots of trees three days of that shit <laughs> and then yeah so i pulled the transmission last week tore into it today actually because it's fourth of july um it's really not that hard it kind of came back to me as I was doing it, like just when I did it in college. Right. Um, there's 
there's a guy on YouTube that's a really good video that basically walks you through it, just kind of shows you what you pull off next, and then you know just the order. And then I also have the T fifty six manual, so it kind of shows everything. Um, it's a really good uh, gauge on whether to inspect or when you inspect it, what's good and what's bad. So like the teeth on the synchros and stuff like that, it has like mm. repair, reject, um, has some. Um, they're, I wouldn't say pictures; they're more like drawings, right? That sh- that, that show where. Um, so that's the magnetic pieces in the middle. They're covered in uh, nice. lots of metal, just <laughs> not peppered just, with metal. Not just shavings; they look Chunks. fuzzy. That's what they're for, though, right? They're, they're, they're to catch things. They they did their job. They caught <laughs> lots of stuff. I think they did all of their job. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they are, have to retire now. There was a there's a lot of little teeth on there. So got it all apart today. The hardest part was uh, pulling off gear, uh, the fifth and sixth gear, because it's halfway down the shaft and it's pressed on. So I had to go to Lowe's wow. and then uh, buy some, I don't know, like eighth inch by one inch by three feet or whatever of uh, steel and then cut it into little pieces and then made my eight inch uh, gear remover to a 14 inch gear remover. So then uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent most of the day fucking around to that before I finally pulled the fifth and sixth gear off to get that disassembled. Um, the kit I have is, well, it replaced all the synchro, like the wear pieces, but uh, the housings or the sleeves for the um, the reverse and fifth and sixth synchros are completely toast. Like the teeth are just destroyed. How do you destroy a reverse? Which is really funny because first, second, there's some wear. Yeah. Not, not enough for me to justify replacing them, but there's some wear. Okay. And then third and fourth are obliterated no third and fourth are perfect oh really fine mm. there's nothing wrong with third and fourth at all i think those I th- are the ones you'd wear you'd think yeah i sat and argued with myself on one and two for a while i'm like you know technically they're okay is it are they expensive 100 bucks a piece for a synchro oh okay i feel like if i'm there and i have any question about it but that's it's it's adding up real fast yeah that's the problem it's, it's a it's about i'm i'm 600 in okay and that's just parts Right. So I ordered both the reverse synchro. Then, of course, they don't sell the synchros because or the, the housings, the sleeves, because they're all a match set. So you just replace the whole thing. Well, I was like, well, I already got all the in my kit. I got the <laughs> synchro pieces. Well, no, I got to replace the whole thing. So I got Rock Auto was my friend until I found actual Tremec parts for less than the off-brand parts. So I went with that. Yeah, so parts for... The synchros for fifth and sixth and reverse are coming. And then the rest of the stuff should be here. So I should be able to re- reassemble it next week. So I'm not too concerned. Really doesn't sound like that big a deal. Uh, kind of making it I not f- I feel like if daunting. it was that hard to push fifth and sixth off, I wonder if you have trouble putting them back on. But beyond that. Nah, on should be easier than off. I guess if you had to, you take them to somebody and have them press them. Yeah, if I had to. Yeah. No, everyone says like pulling it off, but like once you get everything cleaned and like it should go back on, no problem. Looks like a lot of parts. Yeah, it's There's a lot of small parts in that picture. Well, like when I watched the videos all the way through, just watched them last week, and yeah. then I also read through the manual a little bit, and then I opened the box for like all the piece parts, all the bearings and the synchro kits <laughs> stuff. I'm like, now we got some parts going. <laughs> oh boy, now this, this might this be. Is, uh, I'm in deep here. I I know I can do it, but. <clears throat> At this point, would it be worth paying somebody to do it and not have to worry about it and just have it done? But uh, no, I dug into it today, and it's not bad. See, I was going to question just, if just it was a, even worth 
fixing in, in its state, but 600 bucks is a lot less than what you're going to buy one for. So yeah, everything's worth like their weight in gold. I could, yeah. I could literally sell all the good parts and make money on it. It's ridiculous what they're selling <laughs> these things for. <laughs> For being such a common engine, there. How right, much uh, is a new a T fifty six Magnum? I'm gonna look at a new up. one. Like if you're like, just gonna buy a brand new one from yeah, Tremec, like fifty five hundred bucks. Like how much all is the monies. Here? I saw one for three, but I don't think it was new. Oh, uh, it's American Power Trail. Let's see, Tremec T fifty six Magnum XL. It's thirty seven hundred. That's Chevy a lot. Performance T fifty six Super Magnum, which I think is. Better. It's even, well, Gooder. it has the word super. It's got to be better. So it's not it's the XL be better. Magnum, though. It's just Ooh, a super Magnum. That's, that's, but it's more expensive. It's $5,100. Oh, that's an expensive transmission. That looks like that comes with a clutch. Yeah, that comes with a clutch and a pressure plate. Yeah, that comes oh, with man. everything. Damn. Transmission mount, shifter. Well, I don't need that. Yeah, you don't nope, need all that stuff. But No, I knew it was. I mean, I knew fifth and or first through fourth shifted pretty smoothly. It's still weird to me that you lose fifth gear synchro. Fifth and sixth are just thrashed in it's reverse. Weird. How do you thrash reverse <laughs> at all? I knew it always popped out on me, and I didn't really give it any second thought. I was like, oh, maybe my shifter is just real stiff, and it, it's not just, fully engaged. Does it have a yeah. lockout? Yeah, it does. When you're shifting? So it's not like, oh, where is it? Is it next to first? It's, it's yeah, To get it into reverse, you have to go all the way over and like push Left it. Left or right? Right, and you have to push it past this... Uh, so it's down by sixth, fifth and sixth. Yeah. Okay. So you. It's worth. Yeah. It'd be next to fifth. Next to fifth. Yep. But you have to so push. You, you have to push it and like. I don't know what we want. Pop it through some gates or something. Yeah. And then it goes up. Yeah. You have to. Push so you're it. not banging fifth and sixth. Into reverse. No, you're not. Well, yeah, because I was wondering like. You know, did he accidentally go for reverse a couple of times when he was downshifting into first? Because that's. No. No. Has been a. Th- in other transmissions. Yeah, maybe, like yeah, in no. my Omni, it's right next to first, but I have this little ring you have to pull up yep. to get it over in there. Yep. But the Audi, you could force if it. you're really like slamming and downshifting, like if you, if you were it. doing track days or something and you actually had to go for first, I think you could have probably hit those, hit reverse by huh. accident, but not in no, that not, situation. There's, no, there's no way. There's... there's you would really have to fuck up. To it's go weird from, that that's what you would have to go from fourth to reverse, and I don't think I've always been concerned with the short shifter that maybe I could do it. It's, it's never even been close to a concern. Like when I'm driving, is there like a? I mean, those are. It's fairly common for some things to fail in those transmissions, right? Fifth and sixth is it, that's the common so failure. They just have really bad synchros then on fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't believe how thrashed they were. And so how did good you get the other ones look upgraded parts at all? Like. Just tre- more just tre- hard, just tremor parts. Or, oh, yeah. Okay, no, no, I wasn't going to spend three hundred dollars for a synchro set. Right, fuck that. I know my dad; he's got a five-speed tremor, so whatever that is, I'm not sure what it yeah. is, but um, he launched it pretty early on, yep. and sent it to an aftermarket place that put heavier-duty parts in it. Yeah, they sell kits for that. I, yeah, I don't think I would justify it, not for what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, the transmission should be. Should have the parts here Monday, which means I could probably do it Tuesday. So maybe Tuesday after work, all this assembly. We can talk about it next week. Yeah, I would like to know more about that. And yeah. if it goes together and you don't have any problems with it. Now, getting it apart was my concern. And the fact that it came apart as good as it did, not super pumped that I had to buy two new complete synchro assemblies. But that's all I get for I my get that. that's, life. that's what I get for buying the kit before I go through. You're and still way better off than having to buy a trans. Yeah. No. I, it should be able to go back together, no problem. And then uh, 
There's my comparison of the clutch <laughs> from what I had. Versus clutch looks I, good, man. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's fine. Put it back in there. I, I pulled it out and showed it to Jess. I was like, do you think that got hot? Man, that is heat. Heat uh, distort, what do you want to call it? Like it almost it's like so it burned warm. a hole through the flywheel. Yeah, it's, that's uh, crazy. The picture kind of makes it look like there's a big dent or indent yeah. in it, but it's yeah, it's just, it's just wavy. Discolored. Oh, is it actually wavy? It's it wavy. warped it? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, it's like... A, I don't know, like slight waves across it when you rub your fingers across it. Like but the whole thing. It's pretty not. obvious even to touch, though. Oh yeah, that's, that's it, it needed damage. To, it needed to be replaced. That's rough. You never separated the trans from the engine when you put it in the car, did you? You have no idea what it looked like. No, you may well, have ended up replacing it at that point if you I had. Should have, but I knew I didn't have the cash to right just start throwing st- everything at it. And I was like, well, he said it was that's good. Future so Robbie. Yeah, he said it was good. We'll try it. Yeah, I've, I've had a slipping clutch the entire time I've had that car. That would explain all the heat. Yeah. No, was, yeah, the weird thing was I really noticed it, like if I was on the, on the highway and was and stayed in fifth and just got on it to get around somebody, it would it do that. Yeah. And then it would go. Right. And then it would smell like clutch. So it's it's always done that. So while you're there, you got like a rear main seal you need to replace or anything like that? No, that's good. Seems to be all right. Yeah, Seems to be that, hanging no, in there. No, that's the, the SR20 was one that had the rear main seal issues. Yeah, so did my Audi. Yeah, no, I'm doing, feeling pretty confident about everything. Putting it back together next week, hopefully. On track to be on track on the 21st. Nice. That boy. Nice. I was looking at Tremec's website. You can get the new seven speed. Why do we need seven speed? I don't that? know. I don't what know why that? you would. Six cost. seems like a lot. I don't know why you would what want that. What does that cost? So it's a TR60 70. Oh. TR60 70 is going to cost you. Way too much money. Oh, that's not that bad. 4200 Oh. It's not the end of the world. That's cheaper than a built T56. Maybe this is the trick. Maybe you need to get a seven speed and just not <laughs> use it because yeah, it's just oh, cheaper. Because yeah. everybody's like, that's ridiculous. Who, yeah, who needs seven? Oh, here's a used one for uh, eighteen hundred. That's cheap. What can, you have no idea what condition it's in. Well, it's used. Who knows? It's, uh, it's from a Corvette. Obviously, it's in Lightly good used. condition, like mine. Right. Well, that'd be a that would be a uh, refurb. <clears throat> no, it'd be a. Uh, part of the transaxle so that wouldn't oh. be any good anyway oh. that'd be worthless well then or or you could spend a like some serious fabrication time even out some of that weight distribution put that transmission in the back no <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody no. somebody locally around here has a like a little lotus 7 yeah yeah, yeah. kit that they built that has like a full Corvette drivetrain in it, so the trans is in the back. Oh, dang. But I think it has an Echo Tech in the front. Oh, weird. And I want to know how he did that. That's cool. Because that's the greatest thing in the world. I like it. But apparently that car is real, like, and he has the motor pushed way back because he can. Yep. You know, that looks like huh. the ticket. Yeah, that'd be good times. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, on another positive note, I can, because I'm just hemorrhaging money at this point. <laughs> yeah, just, you're basically just pissing money yo, away. It's like, well, I burned up my clutch. Well, let's get a new clutch and a flywheel, and we'll rebuild the trans. <laughs> well, then we tra- had some trees fall. Well, let's buy a fucking steel. It doesn't matter. Chainsaw. What's the most expensive chainsaw uh, you can get? Yeah, steel. Let's you, go. You bought a real chainsaw, too. I'm only buying one. Damn, Damn son. I'm it, only to be, ever buying one. To be fair, you need a chainsaw where you live. Yep. And the buying life one's does probably require a chainsaw. Having Buying just one is a good idea. It's the right way to go I was going to go to 
I was going to go with the Husqvarna because they had them at Lowe's and the prices weren't terrible. And I was like, all right, well. But then my coworker's like, well, if you go to this place right down the street, they have steel for like $50 more. Money. Like a two-year warranty. It's more like a... And then when I when I bring it in and say, hey, I fucked this up, they can fix it. It's like a light commercial have, chainsaw. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's super nice. He compared it and goes, now the Husqvarna, it's like a 500 horsepower Mustang. It'll get you there, but you're going to feel it. Whereas this steel is like a 500 horsepower Mercedes. It'll get you there a lot more comfortably. And I was like, That's fair. I was like, it's not a bad comparison, and he's not wrong. I, I can only imagine how bad it would have been if I was... Vibration vibrant. from it? Oh, God. Yeah, I've been rough. But yeah, so then, since I'm still hemorrhaging money, I came across this H&H trailer yesterday, and then uh, called him up. I was like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it. You know, he had a fair price on it, and he's like, well, I had a Camaro for this, so I have some ramps that uh, worked really well for my Camaro, and it sounds like your car's pretty low, so you can just have those, too. And I'll throw in this winch. I was like... I'll take your asking price. And it's a tilt bed? It's the uh, H&H Speedloader EX, so it's a hydraulic tilt. Power hydraulic Power tilt. hydraulic tilt. It's a fancy tilt. And then he added a uh, diamond plate uh, rock guard. It's really nice. It, it looks really How nice. How long is it? 20 feet? 18. 18 feet? 18. That's all you need? You just yeah, got to put some... That. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maybe a toolbox on the front? Yeah, there's, there's room for a toolbox if I decide to go that route. But yeah, I mean, they got the whole truck with it every time I... Do you know what weight rating is on the winch? Four thousand pounds. Four. Yep. So that's yeah. enough to pull pull your car back on there yeah. when you break something. Yep. Like your clutch. Uh huh. So. <laughs> yeah, I told Jess was, or Jess like yeah we can go look at it. So I went and looked at it and then just brought it home and then was like hey are we gonna go I look? looked at you want to go look at it she's like are we gonna go look at that I was like you are definitely gonna see it tonight you're definitely gonna I'll see show it. it to you uh, we can later. <laughs> she gets home she's like. You're Dumbass. Ju- you're just like my dad and your dad. <laughs> oh, well. I think everybody's dad's like that, buying stuff they're not really necessarily not supposed I, to, but... I was given permission, but it wasn't like, go get it. Right. Yeah, it was... I know what Let's you mean. look at it seriously. We'll go Let's lo- think about it. If it's right, we'll talk about it. <laughs> not just show up at home with not it. Not just bring it back <laughs> with you. Nerd. No, it's, it's... I'm super pumped about it, so I'll bring... Oh, that's good. Now I can bring the... the 240, the truck, all the extra crap for the autocross, so I should have everything we need. Oh, and I went to Harbor Freight, and I bought a transmission jack. So then when I was there, I bought a tow strap. I used that to haul logs all across my yard. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow, you did spend some freaking money this past week. Jesus, Robbie. <laughs> I'm so poor. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're fresh out now. No more tapped, money. Tapped. There's Don't no, ask for anything. There's no money in the there's, banana stand. Yeah, it's, it's gone. gone. All that money's gone. Yep. At least the wedding's paid for, right? Yeah, it's cheap it. wedding too. It is a that super helps. cheap wedding. That definitely. We helps. are doing it as cheap as possible. You already bought the house, so house is being paid for. Well, yeah. Is that it for your weekend? Yeah, I don't think I spent any more money on anything else. So I wanted to say one more thing because it the the seven speed Corvette thing reminded me of this. Yep, there was a guy there with a Z06 C7 Z06 uh, running in track mod, um, and we were walking. They had an oil down, so I was walking down. Um, pit lane just letting everybody know like hey it's going to be a few minutes you know this is where the oil is so keep an eye out for it as you're coming into that corner you know because this of course it's time attack a group so it's the fast guys yeah, of course. uh and he's sitting in his in his uh c7 full containment seat in the whole nine yards sitting in his c7 he's got 
last session's laps playing on his uh, oh, video man. screen it, with oh, yeah, all yeah, the, with the data, data overlay yeah. and everything Cheater. on his video screen in the middle, just like going over. Uh, wow. You know, and I was like, that's brilliant. This guy's like checking the footage, right? Like, yeah. where can I go faster? Play by play here. Man. Hilarious. I like that. It's a reason to get a Corvette right there. It no, was I'm pretty kidding. cool. It was very cool. So, because that, I mean, that live overlays that for you. Yep. And then we'll replay it back on that screen as you're sitting in the car. Whoa. With your air conditioning. Yeah. And your radio. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you can listen to your, your lap and surround sound. Just you like, could. It was funny to like walk down pit lane because uh, you'd have like, like the guy in the vet. And Josh and his vet, and there was a guy there in a brand new Viper, and like they all have their windows rolled up. Yeah, you know, and yeah, and, they're and, then, <laughs> and then there's like other people that like have their friends like oh, pumping God, the door up I'm and dying. open and shut for them, trying to blow air in their face and stuff like that, and Man. or like somebody with like a like a fan like standing in front of the guy just blowing air into the car because they're dying inside these things. What, what was that high temp there? Like, uh, I believe that we. With humidity, we we beat north of 110. That's right. That's yeah. too hot. That's that's awful. It was, Way too hot. I honestly, I didn't really want to check, but it was forecasted with heat index to be 110 to 120 degrees. That's rough. And hot. I know I know that a sizable number of people at the NASCAR race down the street ended up in the hospital. It doesn't surprise me. And there was one guy who posted on Track Midwest about the fact that he almost didn't make it home before he passed out from heat issues Saturday. Wow. So. It was rough. It was very it, rough. It sounds like it. But, yeah. I was telling some other people, there's not enough cool shit in Iowa for it to be this fucking hot here. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's no mountains. There's no, like, there's o- no ocean. Reason, there's no reason right. I need to live here. Right. It's just like, it's flat. It's mostly flat. The roads are straight, and it's ridiculously it's not, hot here. It's not. There's nothing go to the that beach. makes me want to be here in the summer or the winter. I can't go to and the mountains. And I still don't leave. I'm feeling that. I was feeling that this past weekend. Yeah. Because I went to Good Guys, and Robbie's already showed the picture of the the uh, hot rod that was nearly underwater. But yep. during the day, it was hot as shit. And there was, I don't know what it is about the fairgrounds, but there's like nowhere to get away from it. Yeah, you can go out in, in the, the trees. You're in the sun at all times. You're in the sun, you're on that tarmac. It's just hot. It's super hot. But uh, yeah, so I took the Fiat out there because it's eligible this year, 74. Um, first thing I will say, I would say less than... I'm going to say less than 5% of cars that were there were newer than 1972. So less than 5% that were newly eligible this year. Correct. Okay. It seemed like it was the same show. Every once in a while you just saw something like there was different. There was like a more third or more second gen Camaros and like maybe a couple G bodies. Yeah. A some Fox body just early thrown for, in yep, for good measure. Yep. Uh, there was actually, funnily enough, there was a Mustang 2 in my camping area. That's too bad. Uh, but it was the Cobra one, and they're not oh, well, nearly that's... as offensive. It was kind of cool. It's not as offensive, but simultaneously it's almost more offensive <laughs> because there's... It's like a Cobra, but it's really slow. But they're also like almost over the top. You know what sucks about that is that Mustang 2s like the... are really small, and they have a V8, so they should be cool. Right. Yeah, that's so, I kept looking at it, going like it should be cool. There's a it's, it's there's one cool. that like runs around my neighborhood. I actually I'm pretty sure it was my next door neighbor's, and he sold it to somebody else, who's now sold it to somebody else who got it running. So this is the Nevada Mustang. Yeah. Too? So it's running around the my area now, and um, they decided to put some like really low offset 
arrow wheels on it that are way too wide and they literally stick out like four or five inches outside of the fender on the back. Yeah. I'm just, what, what are you, what are you doing, man? It's Mustang too, man. It's fair game to do what other weird shit you want to do. It's so bad. Yeah. That's basically, I think the one that was next to me was the reverse color scheme to that, but that's basically it right there. That chin spoiler though, man. And <laughs> it looks, I will say in person, it looks better than that, but it's still not like great. And I think he had different wheels on it, which probably helped. Yeah. I, the wheels I think look you weird. could do something with that. I think they're really like relatively low production. I think it's I a rare car. a ton of them. No. I mean, I, I don't know if that's because no one bought them or if they were supposed to be. I think it was that time where nobody wanted to buy a car like that because you wanted a you wanted a Datsun or something because the fuel was so expensive. Is that getting into the the fuel crisis? I don't even remember. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, right. I think the fuel crisis would have been seventy three on. Okay. That time frame, and then cars right. obviously got a lot smaller. Yep. But well, obviously emissions changed a lot, so cars got smaller. That but too. then there was a fuel crisis, which maybe was a little bit later than that, seventy six. But yeah, it would have been right in that era. But uh, a bad time all around. Bad time for. Automobiles, but it did create the Omni. To be fair, it did. It did. <laughs> the Omni is a result of a lot of changes in the American car market. Yeah, absolutely. Lee Iacocca, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so when I pull in the autocross a little late, um, just because it was it was there was a lot of stuff going on in the morning. So I pulled in there around nine. Went in there, got teched. Um, a lot of cars there. A lot of cars. A lot more cars than previous years. I don't know if it was I. I we could probably pull it up and check, but I I don't know if it was like. 80 cars it was quite a bit because they have the pro team you know the pro guys that run the tour and then they've got people that are in different classes but just for the des moines event and you're kind of separated so the pro were, pro guys can kind of come in and out real quick were there any pro cars there that were 72 and above like is there anybody that showed up with a pro car that was i think it was all the same pro cars as previous the previous I year i wondered if that would be that way for a couple of years at least probably yeah probably i don't know if anybody could like definitively decide this is a better chassis for well, us to start yeah, with the development you know. dollar and right stuff like maybe that. it doesn't really matter but um so anyway, i pull in do the tech thing and uh, if you look really closely at that photograph you will see the car sitting next to me was actually owned by Robert Kibbe. <laughs> so it was the <laughs> podcast corner. There you um, go. So I got to meet Robert Kibbe finally. He does the muscle car uh, place. Yes, yes, the muscle, muscle car, place. car place. And, and then Kibbe and Finnegan. Kibbe and Finnegan. So he knows, obviously, Mike Finnegan. Good um, friends with him. Yes. Uh, so we talked a little bit. Um, uh, I didn't... So so the way that that works out there is you, the pro guys <laughs> do their runs. Everybody just does one run. So the pro guys do a run, and then you go down this kind of alleyway full of cars, probably like 50 cars. You go up one side, down the other side, and it's just a matter of when you showed up that day. So if you're you're first, you're first in staging. You know, if you come in second, you're second, so on and so forth. Since I'd come in a little bit later, I kind of went to the end. But all they do is they just run through that. So they go through all the pros, they run up and down that lane, they go back and do the pros, they go run up and down that lane. And then everybody's classed during tech, you know, so that's how they figure out your classing. Um... But it was a super tight course, which is kind of interesting considering the cars that are there for the most part. Um, they they really try to make those tight courses to keep the speeds down. They do, but then I don't want to hear them bitch when Josh Feta shows up on Sunday and gets Jones. fast. Jones gets the fastest time of the day in his bone stock Fiesta. SG. Yeah, 
just saying. <laughs> two like, years don't, in a row. Two in a row. Don't, get, in a row. don't get all upset when a tiny car wins because well, the hell he, can, of a driver. he can navigate through that more easily than, you know, some other cars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was hot. There was a lot of cars. So I didn't get a ton of runs. Um, the interesting thing about that experience is I didn't feel like I really got to see the rest of the show. So it was kind of a different thing because you, there's not a schedule. It, it would be nice if there was a schedule because then you would know when, kind of when you're going to go next. Like if they could break it out and say like, okay, you know, this class goes then, and this class, run, groups. You know, run groups or classes or something like that. Then at least you could kind of time it out. But, you know, so it might be an hour or an hour and a half between your run. So like, where do you go? Like, do you leave? Do you go watch the show? Do you, I mean, it's usually like you do your run and then you go back to camp and get some water because it's freaking hot. And then you come back and you wait a little bit and then you do your run. And then you go get something to eat. And so I didn't feel like I got to see a lot of the show. Just kind of hung out over there. Um, I, I made like one tour through the Varied Industries building because I was like getting too hot because it was definitely too hot. Good place to cool down. Good place to cool down because it's got air conditioning. But um, so, yeah, that was I don't have much to report on that experience. It was just a different way to do good guys. Um, I think I said a decent time. Um, I like felt like I really got one good run in because the first run was the learning run. And then my second run, I set a decent time. And then on my third run, I tried my gear change strategy. I changed it. And I thought it was better, but it was actually a little slower. And then at that point, they were going to do like the pro bracket at three. And it was 130 or two. And I didn't think I was going to get a run again. So I right. just packed it up. Um, so it's been more than a year since you've autocrossed, probably. Um, did you make? I know you made like one of the great first. Question. I know you made one of the first events last year at a, at Adventureland. Is that the only one you made last year? I may have only done one event last year. Yeah, I, I can't so. even remember. Yes, so it's probably it's probably been over. It would be getting on like yeah. 15 months since yeah, I've autocrossed. I did not realize It's that. now officially yeah. a year yeah. since I've autocrossed as well. So that's kind of a bum deal. But Yep. Yeah, so being rusty is kind of expected. Yeah, I didn't feel super rusty. It was more like, because their track format's way different. They cone everything and they do lines. But the way that they lay out some of their hairpins is weird. I don't it's know. It's not just, good. No. Not really. I don't like the way honest. they do their course design. It's Sea of Cones, which for someone who's used to autocrossing is, in my opinion, more difficult to navigate. I think they could they could reduce their cone usage by like 80%, which oh, would make their life sure. a lot of... They could still go through it. They should line the course. Yeah, I like absolutely. that. But then they could do like SCCA style cone setup with boxes and pointers and stuff. Yep. yep. And I feel like you're... Or they could even like cut their cone usage in half, and it would be better. Or they, I mean, they could. Maybe they even do like what the Corvette Club does, where you have an orange cone and a green cone. Yeah, they the do. Orange cone is always yep. supposed to be on one side of you, and yep. green cone is always supposed to be on the other side of you. But here's the thing: they don't explain any of that. No, they just they like they literally just tossed me out there, and it's completely yeah. different because you actually you have to stage. Yeah. So there's people telling you where to go, and so the entrance and the exit are the same. So like you could potentially be you're not in the way to the point where someone would run into you, but you right. could be in the way and like stop the whole thing because you're the guy can't get off the track, and then you go up and you stage like it's a drag race. Yep. To set their timer ready to go, and then but like nobody explained anything of this to me, so I just went out there just and I'm go. like, well, I I know there's a stop box, so I know I'm supposed to stop over there, and I don't know how this 
starter works. There's so a I'm just going to pull up There's a green light here. that comes on. That, that's all I can remember. Yeah. So you actually you have a stage and a pre-stage like tree. You have a tree. I and remember then, that. Yep. And you get a red light, and then you just sit there until it goes green, and you don't have to go when it goes green. You go right. You go when whenever you run you're through. Ready, yeah. Because you break the beams. But then it's like, I, I mean, once I got out there, or I could maybe see it from the outside. I was like, oh, there's green cones. I don't really know what they mean, but. Right. I figured it out once I got out there. Yeah. And you can't see the course and it's like not written down and you can't walk it as far as I know. So it's like a whole, it was like, okay, okay here, here we go. What, what kind of frustrates me about it is that like, uh, you see, especially at our event at our, at our Des Moines stop, yeah. there's a lot of cars that are quite local that you don't see it at, at autocross events the rest of the year. Yeah. And, like, you know, the frustrations you've talked about, I feel like a lot of those don't exist if you would show up at a local SCCA event. Like, things are more readily explained. It's a little bit easier. Your run times are better, frankly. You'll probably get more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll, you'll yep. for sure get yep. more runs in. And I kind of wonder if if that turns some of these people off towards going to a local event. I think it would help if they... Because I would say a lot of these people are probably new, not as much as it used to be, but I would still say a lot of people are novices. Yeah. So if you know, there was a, well, there wouldn't even have been a driver meeting. I just showed up and wa- and went. There out is on no track. drivers <laughs> meeting. So there's no drivers meeting because they can't yeah. really have a drivers meeting the way it was originally set up, which I think they need to change personally. But the way it was originally set up, it's part of your. Um, your admission. entry fee. Yeah. It's part of your admission. And literally any car that is there is eligible as long as you can pass a tech inspection. Yep. And if you so choose, I think, you know, like five years ago, the only cars that really, really raced there were the pro cars. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you like walking around the show and you, you stopped in the autocross, you're like, man, that looks like kind of fun. You know, maybe I want to try this once. You could go grab your car, be through tech and on track in 30 minutes. And, you know, you make a run or two and like, okay, that was cool. Now I'm going to go park my car back in in the show and I'm going to carry on with my day. Mm -hmm. But that's not how it is anymore because of the popularity increase. And so now it's time to change the way that it's ran. I don't necessarily know that they should make it an additional admission fee, but I feel like you either need to be there for the autocross or you need to be there for the show. You can't really be there for both. And they need to have a driver's meeting. They need to ha- explain some of this stuff. They should have run groups, stuff like that. It needs maybe to be a, ran more like a traditional race. You know, maybe make, if you don't want to have a two-structured, like have a morning driver's meeting. And then if you show up right. after that, just say like, hey, we need you to go to the afternoon one. You can start, yep. but here's a couple rules you need to understand. And then we would really like you to go to the afternoon one. Well, the guy who's doing the tech could walk you through a 30-second driver's meeting. At least give you the basic rules. Make sure you stop before this. Pull up to the light. Get both of those lights on the top to light up. When the gr- light goes green, you can start any time after that. Yep. I just uh, figured all this out after watching. Keep your cones. <laughs> literally keep watching. Kitty orange do cones it. to the left. <laughs> green cones to the right, or whatever that is. Yeah. I didn't Make sure it. you're not blocking the exit. Like that could be taken care of in 30 seconds. I would answer half your questions. Yeah. If not all of them. And make it a lot less frustrating for someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, if you're brand new, you'd be screwed. I don't know what you'd do. Because I think that a bad experience at Good Guys would turn you off to going to a local SCCA event, and that's too bad because most of those frustrations wouldn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be it'd be different. You know, plus side is you don't have to work, and you can yep. leave. You know, you didn't pay yeah. for that, so you can leave. Yeah. Um, 
Well, but yeah. even like that would turn me off towards going to like a Corvette club and that you don't have to work either, but sure. You know, if, if I feel like, well, I spent all this time and I only get two runs or whatever I end up with, like that sucks. And I was confused and nobody seemed to want to help me. And yeah, they may just have to change it. I mean, I'm sure they probably run into this somewhere else where it's too big. I don't know? even think that this is like the biggest event. No, that's what I mean. I'm I think sure it's an average good guy's I'm, size. I'm sure they've had an event where like 200 people want to autocross and they all want to do it yeah. at the same time, yeah. you know, and they all want to be there all weekend. That's why I think you, you have run groups and as those fill out, too bad. Just, like yeah, this is done. how many cars we can put through it. If you yeah. want a spot, you need you gotta to be, register. Well, it's just like if you want to have a spot on the mid the It should be mid-way. part of should be part of registration. Well, I think you should do that, but I think you should also say like, hey, if you want to do this autocross, here's the spaces that we have. You got to be here at 7, 6 a.m., whatever, right. if you want to, like, how bad do you want to do this? Yeah. It should, like, if you, if, it, sh- it could be a checkbox on registra- on could, pre-registration yep. that you fill out before you even go to the event. Are you going to autocross? Yes. So, anyway, I did it. Probably won't do it again. Just because it's, like, a lot of uh, work. It is. I, I mean, normal, all normal days Sunday are a lot of work. kind of worked a little better because there weren't as many cars in there. Really, there's less cars on All Americans than I thought it'd just be a shit show on. Well, Sunday. I think I think so because none of the none of the cars that were there on Friday and Saturday seem to go in there on Sunday. I guess the pros probably don't run on the pros don't run as much. They still do a couple of runs, but I don't think they run as many. So they're not competing, so they're not as incentivized to be there. So that right. helps. Well, I mean, I think they still make runs, but yeah, I think some of them are probably gone, and some of them have parked their cars in their booths instead. Yeah, and even if they are running there, I think they only do like twice instead of like ten times. Yep. You know. Yeah, honestly, I'd have to look at the timesheets to see how many runs they actually got on Saturday, but I don't know, right. four or five is probably all. Right. Hmm. So, anywho, it's a different good guys experience. I appreciate yeah. them. Uh, contact, contacting us for media stuff, but it was just Super me. Super cool. Um, so appreciative of that. And yeah, we'll see. Maybe they'll change some stuff next year, do something different. And I don't know. I probably, I said last year I wasn't going to do it this year. And I'm going to say this year that I'm not going to do it. We'll see. Next year. <laughs> so it's just, it's, I always forget that it's really freaking hot and it's so busy in there. And every time you try to drive around anywhere in there, your car overheats because it's mm-hmm. so damn hot and mm-hmm. everybody's talking to people and you're going two miles an hour and there's no air flowing through the radiator. Oddly enough for me, that's the major deterrent is that the cars overheat. Yeah. Because nobody's moving fast enough. That's why, like, that's not really a thing on Sunday and I'm telling you, Sunday's where it's at apparently. I've yeah. never had a car there not on Sunday because my car's never been legal for any day except Sunday. I think I've only gone one Sunday. And it's way less busy that day. All around. The show is quieter. The racing yeah. is quieter. The driving is much easier. So. Anywho, should we move on to some news? Yeah. First item is Alpha is killing the 4C coupe in the United States. Just the coupe and just the United States and Canada. Yeah, North America. I like the coupe. The spider looks weird. It needs a top. I like the coupe a lot better. Yeah. It needs a, yeah. It needs a top. Yeah. It needs a hard top. Yeah. So, I'm not really. They must have some sales data that they're selling. You I know, can't twice as many spiders as they are coops. Well, did they? I'm sure didn't they're not the, selling a lot. Didn't anyways. the coop come out earlier than the spider? 
pretty sure that that's, that's the question. case. I think that you the coupe and the spider yes, were not I think that side by side launched. Yep. And so the coupe has sold longer here, which means that the people who are going to buy one probably have. And so maybe they're hoping that you know if you sell both cars the same amount of time, then maybe. Maybe they sell similarly that way. Yeah. I don't know. There's been a theory that they're going to kill this thing anyway in the I United States. So I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been killed. You don't see very many of them, and they're you never no. see kind of expensive. I was just about to look up 16. if there's any used ones for sale. Ooh, forty five thousand. That's not yeah, that's that bad. <laughs> Nine thousand miles. There was one at Good Life this weekend. Forty three thousand. Hmm. Still seems high. Well, there's sixty. Well, 50, 55 for the base coupe, I think, and 65 for the convertible or something in that. Yeah. In that price range. I mean, if you're going to spend $60,000 on a car, I don't, this isn't very high on my list. I really, really like this car. I do too. And I really, really like the design philosophy. As do and I. I'm still with you on that one. Oh, absolutely. I'd love this car. Like, I'd probably. It's not high on my list to buy, though. <laughs> I mean, like, which if, is weird, Robbie, because it's an entire carbon fiber yeah, tub car. It's the for, cheapest like car you can buy that's built top to bottom in carbon fiber. Yes. But I f- feel like, and I don't even want to say this, but I feel like a Corvette would be a way better car. It'd be a much better option. Or even like a $60,000 Lotus is a hell of a car. Yeah. Or a $40,000 Lotus. I think this is a good bit faster than a, like an Elise. Yeah, I think he's. I think is this it? is more car than a Lotus. I, th- I would it? rather have this than a Lotus. An Avora, maybe, but okay. an Elise, no. Or an Exige, uh, might be right on that line. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm not sure where the, where those cars are at as far as can you even buy them here anymore? New Lotus? ones, new Exiges. It's definitely not advertised. Yeah, I have no uh, idea. Surely you can buy them somewhere. I bet you can. Yeah, I don't know. Lotus as an entity is a weird deal because. They're always on the verge of not being a business. But they've anymore. been on the verge for like fifty years. Yeah, exactly. So it's like where do you you know, maybe the problem is people don't know if you can buy one still. Maybe that's their whole business problem. <laughs> is that nobody really knows if they're a company. <laughs> I've never seen a Lotus dealer, I'm just saying. I don't think I have They're either. in well, they're in uh Illinois. I'm sure if you went to Chicago, you could buy a Lotus from somebody somewhere in Chicago. To but. relatively though, like an old a lease is going to be thirty grand. You know what I mean, like yeah. a two thousand. Yeah. So for like another, or even if Elise. even if you want to be like, well, I could build an Elise. Like it would take a lot less to build an Elise to be every bit as good oh, or, or significantly better than what it would cost for you to just buy a four C. Yes. And it's not like they're comfortable cars. No, they're definitely not comfortable. And when you get in that seat that. and you look in the center stack and you see that radio, you're just like, man, that's sixty grand's a lot of money for a thirty dollar head unit I bought at Walmart. You know what's really bad though is I'm looking at them on eBay right now and I'm seeing that the uh, you know the they'll on those radios they have yep. clear plastic and then they've got black right. coating over the top of them. Right. Apparently that doesn't last very long. Shocking. So you would need to work that into your budget of throwing that away, like you crashing it across the garage. <laughs> you crash this once and it's toast. Oh, this, yeah, they'll, they'll write it off. I bet the insurance on it sucks. Yeah. It's a two-seater carbon fiber car. Yeah. Like I, if you, even just like a... I don't do that. There you know, a light tap can probably crack some major carbon fiber piece of the chassis and that's over yeah plus what's the servicing cost on this thing all of it 
you know they're going to rip you off just because it's a $65,000 Alfa Romeo. So it's going to be much cheaper to own the Corvette by like a wide, wide margin. Because <laughs> you could service yeah, I think it yourself. they're similarly priced, aren't they? Yeah, I think it's the exact same price. Like as a, a new, a new C7. C7, yes. It's the exact same price. Yeah. And it's, it's a heads no, and it's tails. It's a no-brainer. But point. the hard thing is, like, I really love stupid but, decisions when it comes to automobiles. I might still buy But what's weird, what's weird about this is that it's not that... I don't think it's any faster, which is really a weird. Corvette? Yeah. Like, oh, hell no. I don't think it's about? anywhere close to as fast as a vet. Oh, yeah, dude. They're about the same. Track, track lap records... That might be a different story, but like zero to sixty time, they're well, very similar. Well, yeah, maybe they're similar. Not, I mean, we're Some talking. Trying. So, like the Corvette's three point nine seconds, and I think the Alfa Romeo's four point five or something like that. Right. So it's not significantly different. Right. It's within. I will say it's within a second, which I realize is a long time, but these are two very different cars. One of them has a one point seven liter four banger in it. The other one's got a V eight in it. Yeah. They are radically different. They're just very, so that's they're why very it's hard different. To, that's why it's yeah. hard to compare. It, yeah, I would agree with that. But but I would really, really like if I had sixty five grand, and I was gonna dump it all on one car, and it was gonna be a track day toy too. I would really, I there would be days of deliberation. I think. So I know that this is not very good um, way to compare it, but just looking at because there was a four C. In street rear wheel drive yep. at uh, Autobahn, and there was a C7 in street wheel drive. Perfect. Uh, the 4C South Course ran a 140.7. Um, let me find here real quick Where's Joshua's time. Of course, it doesn't show me that right on the top here. Where are you at? I think he was like a 30, oh, a 34. So there's a six second. So there's a six second. second delta. Now, granted, maybe maybe Josh and the guy who were in the four C. There's just like a huge driver difference. You know, that's not a very good comparison. And maybe, I don't know. Maybe maybe he was running on shit tires or or you know whatever. I, you know, or maybe he knew he wasn't gonna be in podium contention, so he wasn't full sending his carbon fiber car just to take sixth or whatever it is that he ended up in. I don't know, but. There's a lot of... In that case, the Corvette was faster. Yes. yes. Which I think, you know, same driver, you'd get a similar outcome. I still think the Corvette would come out on top, but by how much and is it worth... Because I really like weird stuff. And this is about <laughs> as weird and funky as you can get. It's right up there. While it's, buying, a, it's a little mini supercar. If you're going to buy a new car, this is about as weird and eccentric as they come. It's a little mini supercar. Yeah. It's mid-engined. Engine's behind you. I would it's got I would even seats. go far as far as to say this is the in my opinion, the coolest car you can buy under a hundred grand. It's yeah. probably true. Yes. Robbie does not agree with you. Robbie's I'm just being trying, a I'm just Mr. Trying, Carbon I'm just, Fiber, he doesn't I'm just agree. trying to think of what car I would buy else, but I mean if if you were just like I'm I'm doing track days with this thing. I just want a track day car that's as fast as it can be and that is just going to be cheap and repeatable and great. It's probably not the car you're looking for. Yeah, nope. I was say but cheap. That's, that's not where I'm at. <laughs> Most of the time. I'll take the weird one. Yeah. Oh, this one's going to break down every other track. Pick me, please. Send it send it my way. I yeah, need that one. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, easy just a to real pile of junk. It's easy to transport. 
So that's good. That's a plus. I feel like it. That fit on Robbie's trailer really well. I would. I get it. Two of those suckers on my trailer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's gonna be nice and light. You won't even realize it's behind the Avalanche. It's It's the same color as the Avalanche. It's basically a better mid-engine Miata. That's that's more comparable to me. It's it's a sixty thousand dollar Miata. That and when you put it and when you put it in that context, it's a it's a yeah, it's a sixty thousand dollar carbon fiber Miata. And when you put it like that, I'll take the Corvette all day long. It's not a Miata though. It's it's the same wheelbase. It's the oh okay. Uh, this car is the same length as this car. It's that the means same. They're the same. Well, it's, thing. The, it's the same general look to it. It's probably the same. It's probably similar wheelbase to like a McLaren five forty too. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's the same car. Yeah. This is clo- like visually, this is closer to Miata than is. I don't know what else you want to compare it to. How, like when you walk up to like, oh yeah, it's- man, that hurts. That it doesn't how, make any sense that hurts at me all. So bad. <laughs> The engine's not even in the same spot. The the, the layout. When you saw different. this at the state fair, or did you all say state fair? I went and saw this? one in the dealership. When you f- saw this for the first time, your first comparison wasn't to a Miata. No, it was to a Lotus Elise. Yeah, absolutely. Because the hood the hood is shorter. The hood's shorter. Yeah, it's got it looks no for engine. Overhang. It's got it's got vents in the rear, yep. so you know the engines in in the yep. back somewhere. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Michael on this one. That's the a Lotus Elise. The winch the way the windshields are on mid engine cars are different. That is a it's probably more comfortable carbon fiber at least with a turbo. It's a turbo, yeah. It's exactly. all the things I want in my life. And a terrible radio from the 90s. A really bad radio. What's is it literally an Alpine? Yeah, look at the... Di- oh, you oh, oh, get calm down over there with your <laughs> Zoom. Fucking computer. He broke it. Oh, he... We'll just wait. No, it's fine. We'll wait. He's trying to prove <laughs> he a point. managed to get two pictures. Of the- Jesus Christ. Somebody's Robin. done this. All right, so prove your point here, considering the fact that windshields are in completely different places. So different. It's, it's, it's not even close to the same. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's it's not even close. To- Look, the, dri- the driving position's farther forward. I feel like you could make this comparison to just about everything. If no, you put, I'm- like, an a S13 trunk there, it'd look the same in that. <sighs> I sure. Mean, the bottom, right. This is closer to a Corvette. It's a much better track <laughs> Actually, car. What do the that. fuck would I know? <laughs> Actually, do that. Take the Miata and put it. Put, replace the 4C with the Corvette in that picture. That, that'll that look exactly the same because that yeah, proportionally are going to be the same. Absolutely. Right. I don't How did he do that? that was because a, I'm not the only one to make that comparison. Is that a picture? Yes. That you that found? Yes. Oh, my God. It was, not, for those that aren't watching, it was a, it was a Miata... And a core or I, I, and a four C right on top of each yeah. other, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like when I first saw the four C, my first thought was, yeah, that'd make a good autocross car because it's small like a Miata. Hmm. Not it'd make a great track what is car. Is that on the left? That's a Miata. It's an NA. Oh, it is. And okay. it's C it's the only five. It's the only picture I could find of the Corvette. They look the same to me. I can't. That's why. <laughs> They both have one, pop-ups. They're black. the same car, right? Oh, yeah. right? Based on Robbie's red. wheelbase oh, comment. God. If they both black have pop-ups, they're the I same car, I can't even they look to be the same just, wheelbase just, to me, too. Oh, same wheel size. <laughs> they're just cute little autocross cars. Probably C5s are great autocross cars. I guess. Whatever. Move on, please. Fiesta ST will last for one more year, and they're adding something called the ST line package. That's so stupid. It's Ford and their stupid names. So it's only like someone what, that sell, sold desks for a period of time could come up with something. This is like what Chevy did with the SS at the end. 
Just threw it on everything? Well, the Cobalt, you could buy a Cobalt SS yep. trim package that didn't have the motor. It just looked like the fast car, but wasn't. Oh, I didn't uh, realize this. The, you could yeah, be swindled. Yeah, so the last, the last couple of years of Cobalt SS, you could buy with the base motor, but it looked like an SS. So it had the wheels and the wing and the badges, mm. but it didn't have the motor. That's not good. Same thing with this car. It has the, the slower motor, but it looks like an ST. So you can get, if you would like a 2919 Fiesta ST, you can get one with the good motor and all yep. the other bits. Yep, they're not killing it yet. And that costs, what, 32000 No, no 23000 like 22 Oh, my backwards in my head. They're You're thinking cheap. of like the Focus, probably, which is, uh, I think is going to be dead. That was kind of what I gathered from this um, whole thing, was that the Focus is deadsies. So no, well, yeah, well, Focus in general is dead, right? I think so. Except for the with the weird one, the C-Max or Oh, something. that's right. That anyway. Goofy looking. So you can get a Fiesta for ST for one more year, and then you're going to be able to get this ST line, which is exactly what Adam just described. It's just body work. And the uh, NA engine with a five-speed even, which sounds just terrible. You can also get it with an automatic, though, which you cannot get in the actual ST. So if that's what uh. you're up to, then... Uh, <laughs> All the looks. I hope that go. they don't sell any of those. Well, it, it, the worst part is that they're calling it the ST line, so it's which is confusing. It's because the ST line is all the STs, right? Right. Which I guess so are it's a, dead now. It's a so bad it doesn't name. Matter. It's a terrible. Why would you, if you're going to kill off all your cars, why would you come out with this? They must have like stacks of body kits that they have to use. Probably, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're con- like, oh, we're going to make track. They have to fill out. We're going to make this till 2020, and then they went, oh shit, we're killing all these cars, so we better make some. Yeah, cars with some body kits. So on. basically, what this amounts to is that five or six years down the road, there's someone who's going to be in the same boat I have been in multiple times, where they're cruising Craigslist, and they see a suspiciously cheap Fiesta ST, in my case, Cobalt SS, and they're like, "Oh, nice! Finally, my day has come." Click. Nope, wrong car. Damn it! It angers me so much. So many times, Robbie. No, I get it. So yeah, if you run across a Fiesta ST with a five-speed... And the price is too good to be true. ...or an automatic, run away. It's not your car. Well, the the so logo's got to be the same, but it's going to have like a little thing on the bottom. So they, like line. they have different wheels. Oh. The line has a different you could wheel replace package. The, you could replace the wheels. Yeah, so somebody, so there's already a market for... Because that's like the first ST thing lines. any ST owner does is replace their factory wheels, which means there's a ton of stock wheels floating around, which means they're all going to end up on the lines. Oh, yeah. Actually, come to think of this, isn't this exactly what Audi did? Yeah, because now, now you have the S line, which is uh, so dumb. And I believe that you can get um, R line stuff from Volkswagen as well. Oh Jesus! It's like uh, what, is, is, B, your, what does the, BMW do? They do the. It's like oh, so then there's M the. It's like an so M you can trim buy, package, but it's not an M. So there was like uh, the two thirty five I or the two thirty five M. They put the M at the end of the word. Yeah. So it was kind of the fast car, but not quite the fast car. <laughs> they did that. Yeah, that's a thing. M. So that's a decent a, car. The right. M Sport trim line. There you go. M aerodynamic kit, seats, colors, steering wheel, blah, 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 but you don't get the yeah. speed. Yeah, so it's the BMW 335i M Sport. M Sport, that's what it is. M Sport, yeah. At least to make it something totally different right it's the fu line because <laughs> it's slow. because we're stealing your money yeah. <laughs> well the, it's only like three thousand like, dollars less isn't you know it? what it is it's like factory rice 
Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the guy that wants to put all the M shit on his, you know, 530, but the factory did it for him. Right. And he paid him for it, and he's a sucker. I just can't believe that they're doing this to so many cars. Yeah. See, I didn't even think about that. You can totally buy the, like every Audi you can buy is an S-Line. S-Line. Which looks like the fast car, but isn't. But it's still an A4. It's not an S4. It's right. An A4 it's an S-Line. A4 S-Line. It's really dumb. It's really annoying. And you can buy, I'm pretty sure you can buy Golfs as R-Lines or something That's like terrible. that. I, I picture oh, the- you can get a, you can get like a Passat R-Line, which means Absolutely nothing. Right. I mean, it's, it's like, like it's still edition. it's like 165 horsepower. It's like, completely meaningless. Like, yeah. It really it's makes dumb. me mad because I was like, oh, cool. There's going to be a fast Passat again because I know some people didn't like the it, but GLI. I thought it was cool. I was like, a fast Passat would be you know pretty sweet or whatever. No, I literally just looked it up. It's 174 horsepower. Like <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's so fast. 184 foot pounds of torque. That's not enough for a modern day Don't car. Call it, well, yeah, because what's they claim it weighs. They claim it weighs 3,300 pounds, but I would be surprised. <laughs> that does not seem like <laughs> That's enough. That's a dry weight. That's a, Passats are, you know, it's not a small car. Decent sized car. Almost the size of the Genesis, probably. Similar size. Yeah, I'd be close. Uh, I don't know that the, the um, well, maybe. They got the Jet, or do they even have Jettas anymore? Does VW even make cars anymore? Or just, <laughs> they just tell you. manufacture lies? <laughs> They're the. <laughs> They definitely do that. Hold on a second. They're the largest automotive manufacturer in the world, so I'm going to go with no, yes. Just make lies. You get a Jetta Passat. There's some SUVs, things. They got that new CC replacement, Golfs. Some other cra- oh, you can still get a BMW or a Beetle convertible. Oh, good. Kill for some that, reason. Uh, thank That's God. Good. That's here soon. Yeah, the Ar- Ardeon. Ardeon. Ardeon? Oh, no, there's a T in it, isn't it? Yeah, Art. Arteon? Arteon? It's probably Arteon. I don't know. That's the CC replacement. Not a clue what any of those are. They're the small, mid-size-ish car. Well, you can... It's the coupe thing with no... It's got no... Yeah. No pillars. No pillars. Pillarless doors. Yeah. It's kind of... It's not the worst-looking car. Arteon. A-R-T-E-O-N. Arteon. It's not the worst-looking car in the world. I always like the CC. Like, the I, problem with the, the CC, CC is... I, I feel like if I was like doing it, that it Volkswagen like car. show car life, I'd probably do a CC. It looks a lot better in person. It looks like a car. I've seen... I saw them at the Chicago Auto Show. My, you know, I don't know. If I was like air riding a Volkswagen yeah. doing that car, that car show life, I'd probably do a CC because they look cool to me. My problem with the big Especially VWs is that they're like front-wheel drive only, I think. Oh, I don't know if you can get them all-wheel drive or not. I and guess I just assumed you could because why me wouldn't you? Kind of sucks. Like why would you? Yeah, I don't really see the part the the point of a big car if it's not rear wheel drive or all wheel drive. Hence my buying philosophy. Yeah. I don't. That doesn't bother. Uh, a huge portion of the people that buy those cars probably don't even know what wheels are driving it. Yeah, they, don't care. they don't care. Right. It does not appear that you can get. An all-wheel drive Passat, hmm. which previously I thought that you could. They're just killing all that stuff off. I have no idea. We so were anyway. talking about Fiestas. At one That's point. all right. We can we can move on <laughs> yeah. if we'd like. Okay. Porsche Liars. smashes the old Nurburgring lap time record by a margin that I think that they made up. Fifty-one yeah. seconds, I think it was. 
Yeah, 519 versus 611. I think that they used time travel, and I think that's cheating. They're flying. That's not Did fair. Did you see that? Are the wheels even touching the ground? Did you see those lap? that lap? It's so mind-numbingly fast. It looks like it's in fast forward. Yeah. It's nuts. It's crazy. It gives me anxiety thinking like, well, if he makes a mistake, he's, he's, dead. he's, he's dead. dead. Dude, and he was on that back, that long back straightaway, which the is notoriously hell. bumpy and real shitty. Like, there had to have been times where he was doing 270 miles an hour and that car was airborne. Well, there's a couple spots in there where he, you can see his accelerator commitment. Yeah. And he... <laughs> he That's he, a good point. He, he uncommitted very slightly a couple times <laughs> on that straight, and I don't blame him. Yeah, ex- absolutely. I, I just wish that this car was the real one. Like yeah, the, so this, this is, is what they competed with. This is what they could have competed with. This is the nine nine one nine Evo, which basically was their LMP one car with no rules. Yes, yeah, so it makes like double the downforce. It makes a good bit more power. It has active aero. It makes a good bit more downforce, and it weighs less. I don't know how a car could have almost twelve hundred horsepower and weigh less than nineteen hundred pounds. That, that, that is not <laughs> with a hybrid doesn't make system. Any sense with at a all. hybrid system. The drivetrain has to weigh like fifteen hundred of those pounds. It's a four cylinder. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's crazy. It's not, it make I love the this mass car. Up, I love just, this car. Like I said, I think it's they use time travel and none of it's real. It's got wings yeah. and it Yeah. It's mind numbing. It's very fast. So if, if you're on the drive or whatever you should or go to YouTube yeah, yeah definitely watch If you haven't video. seen it, you must be living under a rock anyway. But it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's been on everything in social media. Yeah. So, um, of note, I want to say uh, the the delta between the previous record and the current record to me, like it sounds like a big number, yeah. but in my opinion, it's not that impressive because basically the last time that record was set was the last time that top level racing was actually happening on that track. So like if, if we, cause like at spa, yep. when they, when they reset the record at spa, they were just a small, small bit faster than formula one cars there. Yep. You know, like if modern day LMP one cars were there or modern day formula ones or modern day, whatever, that gap wouldn't have been nearly as big. That so sense. while it is a big gap, and it, it, the time itself is very impressive, and I'm not trying to take anything away from that. That 51 second gap, you can't really like comparing it to the last record is right because that last because nothing's really nothing that even could have come close to that record has been on that track since that record was set anyway. Ah, which makes perfect sense. Right, I was curious so, about that because that they don't race on that track. No, they do not. You know, if there's there's only one like somewhat somewhat top level race that actually happens there and that's the Nürburgring 24 and there's no prototypey factory backed cars that run there you know and they don't run formula 1 there nope. and honestly like as cool as it probably would be I'm not even sure that they should no there's a reason they don't yeah like I don't I don't think it would be good no probably not people die you'd almost need like two pit lanes you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, one on the other side of the track. Of course, all, none of your shit would be over there. You'd have to have everything doubled. Yes. Because that'd be the only way that this would really work. Because otherwise, they'd be just doing pits every <laughs> like every other lap. True, yeah. The, you know, and so, because that, that track is hard on tires. 
I'm a little bit surprised that they could finish that lap on those tires. Yeah, there's probably nothing left of them. No. And the fastest section is right at the end. The part where your tire is most likely to blow up is after you've been running flat out for five straight minutes on one of the most notoriously insane tracks on the planet. So, it's ballsy. It is ballsy. I'm not you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from it by by that statement, the last the you know, the time thing. No, I need to. It's still very impressive. But it's stupid fast. I know. I am excited to see where they take it next. Because I don't think they're just going on tour breaking records. Yeah. They? That's kind of what they're doing. I don't really the thing is that like I don't know where else they would go. Just go everywhere. Fuck all the records. Well, there's not a lot take of them. Yeah. I don't think that they can do that budgetary wise. Like I would I would really like to know what it costs just to start that car. Oh I'm t- you know like how much money they have in that car is probably like, unreal. Like is it ten thousand dollars every time they hit the start button in that car? <laughs> or does that even touch it? You know? Yeah, who's to say Hard what say. that who's to say yeah. what that lap cost? What's right. it take to get it started? How many people and right. how many that's hours? That's what I mean. Like because yep. I'm sure that that's one of those cars where you have to heat it up. Or else, if you if you just start it, you'll seize it. It has to be warm, so you got to circulate oil through it and all that shit. You know, I mean, I'll bet yeah, you it's, it's next level. I'll bet you that that's a f- five digit number just to hit the start button on that car. Yeah. So I can't imagine that they're gonna do too much more with it. So, hmm. study finds even hands free car electronics are too distracting. I believe that. That's, they, I feel they like we've even work. said this. I don't think they... The problem is they really don't work, realistically. No, you spend just as much time screwing with the dash or the hands-free unit, yeah. getting it to where you need it to, than if you would just like mindlessly lift your phone out, remember exactly where everything goes, and just do it. Like, if I, if, In order for me to move or navigate things on, I guess, the maximum at the time or Jess's edge... I could just lift my phone out, have it done, and then have it back in my pocket and back yeah. on the road before I'd even get halfway through yeah. the infotainment center. Right. That's my just, thing that's is the, the voice activation work. stuff is so infuriating that now you're just pissed at the car. <laughs> like, so you're not paying attention to what's going on on the road. It's it's My annoyance with my car is that it asks way too many questions. So like I press the thing, and then I say, call whoever, like call Adam. And then it'll bring up a screen, and it'll have all these numbers on it, with all these people that are named Adam. So then I got to look for Adam Nielsen, and he's number three. <laughs> so now I'm not looking at the road, obviously. And then I say three, and then they it brings up Adam Nielsen's name and his phone are number. Are you sure you want to Are you call? sure? Yes. <laughs> and then I think there's one more step. To like it's it's too many. It's it's too many steps. It's not it's not normal. Like yeah. it should just be like call Adam Nielsen, and then it should pop up and say, "This is who we're calling. Are you sure?" <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to call this phone number literally in three seconds and unless you tell me not to. And yours, yes. the, yours comes up over on the radio side, not in front of you, like on the on the speedometer side? I think if you, you have to scroll to that thing, because oh, yeah. in my car, I just leave it the speedometer. Yes. So it's digital. Oh, I do like that. That's all digital? Like, you could change? No, just the center part of it's digital. That's what I mean, but you could change. Oh, yeah. You can flip through you it. Could, you could have there's menus and not stuff. a speedometer on your... No, there's still a... Uh, there's still a needle, like a analog speedometer. Oh, okay. It's just the center of the. Oh, dash so that you changes. have a digital readout as well as an yeah, analog. Yeah, but needle. The, I could go through. Okay. Like you can do your navigation, you can do all that stuff. So yeah. I think you'd have to go through and like flip yeah, through the, and the, find that. Yeah, the edge. Use the that. edge is the newest car we have, so it's, it's uh, analog speedometer, and then this 
has all like the uh, there's like eight different options you can go through so it has um like your rpms or you could go to like other system information or like your oil change information and i mean so you could scroll through that i'd say there's like eight or eight or nine different sub levels you can go then on the other side it's like bluetooth stuff or your radio so you can control the radio from the right side of your your dash which also has basically the same stuff shown on your radio and you can read text you can read text messages there <laughs> or you can have it read it to you and then it'll rec- you can respond and have it record that and then have them send it so that, you're screwing with it the whole time. Hyundai does not have that technology, okay. which I'm assuming has to be on purpose. Yeah, probably. Which is probably a good the call because right call. the Veloster didn't have it either. And it's like, yeah, you probably just don't need to be texting at all while you're driving. Yeah. To be fair. Yep. It'll read you the text and then it can record your voice and turn that into a text. But then you have to proofread it. So you're still <laughs> reading it. <laughs> I feel like I could have typed because like, when you really... When you're forced to, I think you'd be surprised how much you can do on your phone without looking at it. You know where stuff is. That's that's yeah. the thing. Especially if you, you know, like I've, so I've had my iPhone for quite a few years now. Every time I get a new iPhone, it downloads my settings and the, all the apps are in the same spot. All of my uh, sh- keyboard shortcuts are all the same. Mm-hmm. I assume you can do all that stuff with Androids too. Like if you oh. know your phone, you can navigate an immense amount of it without even looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, so all this, like, the hands-free Not stuff. Not that I'm No, that. That, but I think the, <laughs> the point we're trying to make is that all this hands-free stuff is it's supposed to be the answer, and it's not. It's like a Band-Aid for a bullet hole. Yeah. It's not solving the problem. So the other thing about this, and maybe this is just because I'm the oldest 31-year-old person on the planet, I refuse to talk to my devices. It doesn't listen to me. I, no, I won't do it. I won't talk to them. I feel weird about it, and I think it's stupid. Well, I'll, I'll, even if I'm doing it, I'll... Phone in front of my face, talking to it like no, this. I won't do that. And it still gets it wrong. No, I have that. And shut then I have off to go back and fix it. Like I'll I'll do it as a joke. Like watch this, and I'll read to it. And it <laughs> none of it's ever right. But then again, my phone's like four generations old. But so like, you know. we got an Alexa for Christmas. I won't talk to it. It's listening right now. Well, it's, it's been di- it's been disconnected since we got for it for good reasons. For, yeah, because Alexa's not no. I'm not tinfoil no. hatty by any stretch, but it talked to us a few too many times without being requested to, and that was the end of it. Thank God. But I wouldn't. I refused to. Like there were times where Katie had music playing, yep. and I wanted her to shut it off, and I would literally say, "Katie, tell it to stop." I won't talk to it. It's I just <laughs> won't do it. Yeah, I'm not. And so I'm not okay people, with it in cars either. A lot of people love that stuff. I'm just. I think it's stupid. I'm not. I can't do it. I'm with Adam. I don't. I don't really trust it. Nope. It's it seemed like a, a good trust idea. thing. I'm just not. No, it seemed like a good idea at first, but then you realize it like goes out to the whole internet. Like <laughs> it, it, the it, whole it's always internet. listening to you, and it's always listening for a command for something. Yeah, that's why I don't trust it. Because it, it sucks because you can use them for like home automation hubs and yep. for like listening to music and in your house. Yeah. So in theory, it's it's great. It's Google nice. Home stuff does that too, and and you can walk into your room and say turn on the lights and, and the I lights turn on. I think that still sends all your information it is. and it does. dirty Absolutely. pictures to the internet too. Yeah, it's recording you doing all kinds. It's I want. I don't even want. It doesn't like even a, have to be voice activated. I just want a hub thing that is like a home controller that. Doesn't broadcast plays music it. that doesn't send all my personal information 
to. Well, I only I want it to cost countries. as little as the Alexa does. See, that's the other problem. <laughs> that, the thing I was that I want. Say, the company I used to work for put them in multi million dollar homes. Yeah, all say, the, thing, the, time. the thing that I want is like a thousand dollars to start. And I need six of them. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, yeah, otherwise then you, you can walk buy. around with an iPad app and and control your entire house. Or you can buy a forty five dollar Alexa and it sells all your personal information. <laughs> or you can get up and shut off the lights yourself. You lazy. Well, I don't even. I don't have. It's not even necessarily that problem. It would just be. I like the idea of home automation, like the you know having access to your house. But then, like that's a thing too. Like people have access to your house and yeah. you put your locks and stuff on. Yeah, it. that's no. weird. I don't do that either because they have like Bluetooth locks now. Yeah, yeah. They're supposed to like yeah, when you, you lock you, up. Yeah, to it. well, even the new the new Chevys have that. You can look on the app and see if your car's locked. See if your car's locked or start it with the Genesis. All that. Do you have an app on your phone? Yeah, I can. <laughs> can you make it honk right now? Well, you're not going to hear it because it's all the way in the garage. Just hold it until it's we hear it. It's clear on the other side hold of Beck Manor. We won't hear I gotta, it. I got to open it. It takes a second because oh. it's got to establish a connection. with the. Are you far enough away or too far away? I want to hear no, it. No, because it's no, over it's, the network. It's over the network. That car's on the internet. Yeah, that's the other thing. Do you have they, Wi-Fi they, in your car? I don't know. I don't think there's that's a total Wi-Fi. scam, by the way. Is it? It is a huge. I know scam. the Chevys well, do because all it is is a like a Verizon connection. Yeah. So when you buy that car, it gets added to your account. Yes. And so if your kid's sitting there streaming Netflix on his iPad, it's going through your data, it's the same thing. <laughs> See here it is. Here's that's the it's a high so end. Go on there and tell yeah. it. You can. You have to so, pay for this, which is as soon as this expires, my free trial expires, it. I'm not paying for it. So can make you, it make it do something. What 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 all can you do from that? So from this, now I'm interested. See, here's the problem with my problem with this. This is how Hyundai does it. This is like fifteen dollars a month or something like that. Oh, it's way too And much all money. you can really do is like I can. So if I lived in a city and people were valeting my car, I could Verify see where the, that they're doing it. I could see where the car is. I could honk the horn. Do that. I'm afraid if I do this, it will never <laughs> stop, and we'll have to stop the podcast. But well, it'll be fine. Hold on. We'll just end the show. Can't hear anything. I hear a lot. I hear sirens. I hear a siren. <laughs> That's it not says a good it, it says it sent the command. All I hear is is the ambulance or fire truck. Oh. Anyway, I don't think it's yeah, doing it's not, it. Yeah, shoot. So the other thing I can do is, um, I can. Oh, it failed. That's probably that's probably okay. I start the car, stop the car. I can lock it, unlock it. I can turn the lights on, which I don't know why you'd want to do that. But then you can go in and see, like, if you start it, you can go in and change the climate control. Oh, for God's You can turn sakes. on the defrosters. You can... You live you in a whole <laughs> other life, man. <laughs> so, I wonder... Wait, wait, wait. No. Nah. We're not going to It says it said it. We're probably never going to hear it. It's go, it has to go through, like, three walls to get to us. Yeah. Um, so... Can you like, can you see stuff about the engine? Like, will it tell you like distance to oil change and and information like that? Well, there's this. Is there a service thing? I've got the service shut off on that because I'm sure that that sends information over to the dealership and yeah. they know what's going on. But yeah. yeah, like I've got diagnostic reporting. It sends me a diagnostic report monthly. I can schedule service on here. That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> like, I don't think I would actually do it, but I could see people like. You schedule a service, you tell them where your car is, they come pick it up, take it back to the dealership, do the service, and deliver it back to your place of work, and you don't even know what happens. Yeah, like, I'm opening that right now. I don't know if... I mean, it should work. I'm I'm still on my free trial. Huh. That's crazy. So it pulls up they a calendar, and then I think you go in here and you click, and you say, I want this done, and you schedule it. Does your car even have keys? 
Uh, well, you can get <laughs> you can get a credit card key. I knew it. Which I want. Yeah, that would be. But sweet. it's two hundred and fifty dollars. I don't think I want it that bad. Little, no, that's a little <laughs> too much. Little it's too much. So, yeah, I don't know. That's. Mine has like this, I said, uh, when it expires, I'm done oh, with this. Mine's, mine's in the ignition. I was gonna say, mine's in the ignition because, uh, yeah, small town me. Somebody got too keys. close to it at one Most point and it sent me an email. And Is someone's touching your heart, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a video from like one of the eight cameras showing him walk up to the car. Did you just have the backup camera that shows like? The front, back, and the sides. This one doesn't have that because I think they brought it out later. But mine does a thing that I swear to God is also witchcraft, where it it's one camera, but it's looking out the back, and then you can change the view where all of a sudden it's looking down at the trunk, but it's not the whole car. Whoa! Yeah, that's I don't know that's, how that that's works. a satellite from space, <laughs> like <laughs> on top of your car. I really don't know how that works. It's it's got to be the same camera. Yeah. So at one point it's fisheye just looking back, and then if you click this thing, it'll it looks like it changes like point of view, and it's looking at what it's looking at is the very edge of the bumper. Huh. Like if you're trying to get like stupid close so to something. We when I the last place I worked for we did all these crazy camera installs for like apartment buildings and stuff like that, and they had these this single camera that you could put in a hallway, and it would have like a 360 degree thing, and it would stitch the picture together so it didn't confuse the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And that had a mirror that they used to do it. And I wonder if the camera is stationary. And it's got a mirror. And they rotate a mirror in front of it to give you that downward angle and then pull it out for the fisheye. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But the, the really weird one is when it does that, when you get the 360 view camera, that's just a bunch of cameras stitched together. Yeah, that's together. a bunch of cameras stitched together. That shit's weird. <laughs> yeah, we that's had, the new, we had the cameras new that G80s that have that. The Nissan Z2. I think you got to pay extra for that. But. Oh, I'm sure. There's even options like I don't have. There's there's more options for shit. I don't even. There's just like a like a mid level. Yeah, I got a mid level. I got the mid level one. There was a <laughs> crazier one that does weirder shit. <laughs> I don't know. And it's then there's nuts. the G ninety. If you want that, just does even weirder shit. <laughs> Massage seats and stuff like that. I'm almost certain I would never use that. Because I would feel like I would always use it. I feel it like would never be just, off. Like it would give me anxiety. I just feel like there's a hundred people touching me all at once, and it would just give me anxiety. Do you use your heated seats in the summertime? Oh God, no! Really? What? You don't? Why would you do Unless that? It's like freezing cold. Why would you use your heated seats in the summertime? Loosens up your back. Oh my you God! Got, if you got a little little back tenderness. I got shoulder tenderness from you could use throwing, the heated, logs. heated seat. No, for that. it's not. It's too high. Oh, it's not. It, not it, this it, muscle. No, it's the it's the it's the the trap between the neck and the shoulder. Yeah, it's Trap, trap. Yeah. For, yeah. When I do it's, not your rom, it's not your rhomboid. Yeah, it's your trap. It's, yeah, I don't know. It hurts. <laughs> That's not going to help you. No. Are those the seats in your car? Are they really, really hot on high? They are very warm. Yes. Like too hot? No, not like, not like Volkswagen too hot. Edge. Yeah. So when the my when I first got my Audi, it was like the surface of the sun. It's yeah. very, very, very hot. Three, three lights means it's going to burn you. Yeah, like, two lights is where like it's I'm at. genuinely concerned that the leather in my seat is going to catch on fire and burn my car to the ground. Yep, two lights is the right amount of heat. Do you have air conditioned seats? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if you have leather, does that's, Jess have air conditioned? That's got to be no. funny. Oh, because the ones heated. the ones in uh, the Fords are a little different than mine. So all it is really is that there's ducting in the seat. And then it's yeah. got a fan and it it's pushes just, cold air through the seat. Air. But in the Fords, it like forces air <laughs> through it. Through it. And yeah. it's like that you can feel air coming out of the seat. Yeah. 
in the Genesis, it's not that forceful. It cools the seat leather, so the seat cools off. Okay. It's not like blowing air in your ass like the Fords, which is... I don't know if that's sounds, what you're into, nice. I guess. Yeah, it sounds nice. I'm just saying like all that. all the sweat. It blows it away. <laughs> Maybe. But the other thing I noticed on the Genesis is when it turns on the heated seats, it still turns on the fan seat because oh. it radiates heat off of it. Like it blows the heat off the seat. Huh. I don't know. It's just a bunch of shit to break. So, and when the warranty's done, I'm going to give it to somebody else. My mom's like 2006 or seven, whatever it is, maybe eight, Lincoln has air-conditioned seats on it. Something broke on there, and they took it to the dealership, and they were like, yeah, it'll be like, I don't remember what, it was huge, like $800. And I was like, you know what? I don't really need don't those. Don't need them that bad. They're not that important to me. Because it's like, it was like that was somewhat recently. It's like a 10-year-old car. Yeah. And she and it's got like probably close to 200000 on it. My mom's like, well, maybe we'll just buy a new one. We'll get rid of this one. Which she That's hasn't That's pretty done good. $200,000? I mean... She put a lot of miles what on. What do it. you, what do you expect? But this is the way my parents are. You know, it, like it's never done her wrong. It so they're not going to get rid of it. Starts every single day when she goes out to go to work in it. My dad despises it, <laughs> but my mom likes it, and so she's not going to get rid of it because it's paid off and it runs. I get that. My dad just hates it because it doesn't have any like knobs. Everything's buttons. <sighs> so kind of like this stuff, you, you have to look. Like, oh, I want to change the temperature. I have to look and see where it is and then push the button until it gets to where I want it. And then I have to change the fan speed by pushing. And it's, you have to take your eyes off the road and look at it, which is dumb. I have knobs. knobs I have are, a volume knob. Knobs are the so nice. And I have temperature knobs. And I think I have a tuner knob. It's crazy. It's wild in there. It's probably all on it's your, a little wild. It's probably all it on is, your, It is all on the steering wheel, yes. Your steering wheel, too. Yeah. I would hope it was because my 2005 caravan has steering wheel controls yeah. so wild does your avalanche have steering controls it does awesome avalanche is, is nice it's well clipped it's a nice truck it's a nice vehicle like that you it. purchased there I did. thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of avalanche things and then maybe we should shut this down yeah, I, gonna, I learned over, something we're over two hours at I point. learned something about uh, my avalanche about your avalanche when I was looking at stuff for I don't remember what it was, maybe the new Blazer or something. Uh, so your truck and your bed are not separate pieces; no. they're one piece, and that's why it has that crazy pillar thing on the bed. And that's why I can fold my seats down. Right, but when you have a truck and bed that are one piece, apparently they have to reinforce that, and that's what that sloped. Like if oh, you yeah, take yeah. that trim plastic off, there's reinforcing Structure. structural metal inside of it. And that's why the ridge line has that same uh, silhouette because it also is all one piece because that's actually unibody. That would make sense. So you're saying it's safer. It's like a roll bar. It might, it might, be, <laughs> I don't, it might be safer. I don't, I don't know. think it is. I, no, it's probably I think it's Well, it's probably not worse. I think it's just... How safe for truck cabs? Like if you drop a truck upside down... <laughs> Serious question. There's only one way to find don't out, Michael. To, don't want to find I've out. I've seen some really not good-looking trucks on Copart before. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. A tree roll, fell on it. Yeah, or, when they roll, there's nothing left. Or, yeah, they roll. I don't know what people are doing to roll trucks. Trailer I saw, accidents, I guess. Yeah. I saw a video trying to discourage people from sitting in the back of a truck. 
like cruising, you know. Yep. And they had a truck that was stationary and a Dodge Charger that hit it at like 60 miles an hour. Mm. It was full of test dummies. And they were way panned out. I mean, they had to be 100 feet away from that truck. Big lens. You had to be able to see 20, 30 feet above the truck. And one of those dummies disappeared. <laughs> wow. It's a lot of energy, though, to yeah, get rid of. That truck basically was just a cab. When it was done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, it, yeah. it took the bed all the way to, to the cab. Yeah, I believe And that. That, that dummy had to have been 40 feet in the air. And then it comes back down and just crashes into the cement. The person's very dead. They might have been dead on the way up. Well, I think everybody. There were, they had four dummies in the back of it, and all of them for sure died. Yeah, I believe that. So that's our PSA for 4th of July that you're not going to hear until it's too late anyway. Yep. People are starting to shoot fireworks, so we should probably... The sun's uh, gone down, so it's fireworks. Really hoping that everyone has all 10 fingers. Uh, Watch your fingers and toes. Don't drink too much when you shoot fireworks in 2019. Yeah, next year it's too late. Yeah. But uh, yeah, let's wrap this show up. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.